number 23, the Captain Crew cast of Pods. I'm your host, Rob. This is the episode for December 2015. Joining me tonight, I have Ben Beck. Nanu Nanu. Cat. Hi. Fesh. Hello. And Bill. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> so, uh, real quick before we kick off tonight, we have a couple special things going on tonight. We are going to be talking Star Wars, uh, but the front half of the show, you're going to be hearing only spoil, uh, spoiler-free stuff. So don't worry about anything like that. The end of the episode, after the normal episode, we will be doing a full spoiler cast that will be attached to this and a separate podcast. So uh, everybody just remember when we're talking about it for the first time, hold stuff back. We'll try to go through it quickly. And then on top of that tonight, we're also reviewing a product throughout the course of the show, which is going to be kind of cool, something new for us from a company called Adventure Sense. So let's start off the show the same way we start off every other show. And the question I have for everybody is this. Would you rather have a Wookiee sidekick or your very own personal astromech droid? And for those that don't remember what astromechs are, it's like R2-D2, BB-8, so on and so forth. So tonight, let's start with Fesh. Ah, it's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to go with a Wookiee sidekick. Uh, because A, it seems like they live a long time. They're tough, you know. The only thing is, is can you hide data in a Wookiee? That would be an interesting question, right? <laughs> I mean, you could try. You could try, but that would probably end your relationship with the Wookiee. It'd probably be very You'd uncomfortable have to, like, for the Wookiee. You'd have to, like, come out as Oh, yeah, yeah, you're hiding your DNA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Plans for another fetch. Good all over this Wookiee. But, yeah, no, I'm going this one. This one's hands down. Really easy decision for me. I'm going Wookiee sidekick. Wookiee sidekick. Wookie all sidekick. right. How about you, Ben? Uh, I would, however, go. I would go with the astromech droid, basically because I can't understand a goddamn thing a Wookiee says. And at least with a droid, you can program it to speak English, like three PO. So not an astromech, though. Protocol droids, yeah. Protocol droids, yeah. Okay. But an astromech, it's just. Beep. Yeah, but it's still doing other shit for me, like opening doors that well, Wookiees can blast their doors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, see, it's a hard one. It no, is it's a hard question. It's harder now than where I think. I, I think I'd still stick with an astromech droid, though. Just because like they'd, they'd be more fun. Get a little thumbs up every once in a while, make you feel like a good person. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh, how about you, Cat? Um, mine is definitely astromech droid. Hey, they're adorable as shit. Um, they're incredibly useful. And I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not that huge of a fan of Wookiees. Really? I know that's like sacrilege. Chewie's a great character. But holy fuck, I think they're annoying. And the Christmas special was the worst thing ever. Kind of does, Worst like... thing ever. Ever. You have a problem with you what, like lumpy lift. and scratchy. Yeah, and what was it? Light day or what the life fuck? Day. Was life, day. life day. Life day. Life day. It was horrible, and I hated it. And even the riff tracks couldn't save it. <laughs> I didn't see the riff tracks version. We couldn't even finish the riff tracks. Um, Bill. Uh, well, I, I kind of want to go with Wookie because a whole bunch of people have gone astromech <laughs> droid so far. I'm, I'm people, and I went with Wookie. I know you. <laughs> I know you <laughs> You're not real people. What, what do you mean, you people? Uh, no, but I, I'd really have to go with an astromech droid because, as as fun as a Wookiee might be, I you know wouldn't wouldn't try to bent bent my Wookiee. Bent my Wookiee. Uh, um, nice reference for for an astromech droid. You know, I could tell him to like, hey, go away right now. I'm I have this lady friend, and and the Wookiee would be like. <laughs> I'd just be like, no, no, Wookie, go, go away, go away. No, I don't need you right now. Wait, I missed that. How, how did that go? <laughs> it's apparently a very sickly dying. <laughs> apparently, no, that actually sounded pretty on par. 
I, I, you can I, do a better. Give me a better Wookie. You can do it. I believe uh, in you. Take a sip of your of your of your drink first. Oh. That was probably a lot. <laughs> oh. no. no, it sounds like a, it sounds like a sad Tarzan. Yeah, it kind of does. All right, we'll move on. Uh, so, I get, <laughs> so yes. So from this. Astromech droid. Astromech droid. Because uh, Bill can't make Wookiee noises. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, I gotta... I, honestly, it's a hard call on this one. Uh, when I came up with it, I wasn't quite sure where I'd go. I thought Wookiee and I thought, like, Knights of the Old Republic. I was like, oh, that, that Wookiee oh, was pretty that awesome. that Wookiee was really cool. Uh, Chewie's amazing. Rest of the Wookiees, again. <laughs> like, that, like, Life Day and, and uh, the Kashyyyk fight on... Uh, on and, uh, what was it? Crap. Episode 3. That was pretty good. Yeah, actually, it wasn't that bad, but, eh, I don't Wookiees know. are pretty badass. Yeah. They are pretty badass. Yeah, but I, I, I'm gonna go with what a lot of the other folks are saying, too. I'm, I'm going Astromech Droid. Like, they can pilot your ships. They can... They can get you into so doors that you can't get into by yourself. Yeah, you can hide important things inside them, like lightsabers and, and Secret plans. Secret messages. And, uh... Porno tapes. They're good. Sex uh, videos. You know, they're kind of like little Roombas, if you think this about it. This is how Rob gets Robo herpes. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is fine with me, honestly, because what I see happening is we're all on a ship together, and we crash land on Hoth. And my Wookiee keeps me nice and warm, and I feast oh, off of your frozen so bodies, because there's no way... Wait, wait a minute. There's no and way... And convince all the asteroids to turn on us and to start cooking us. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Hmm. The Wookiee's going to keep you warm on Hoth. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to pull a, a, a Tauntaun no, on your Wookiee. That's what I was thinking. I don't need to. That's, yeah, I think that's what you're I'm all I need to do. All I need to do is cuddle with my Wookiee. Oh, he's going to cuddle with the Wookiee. There are female Wookiees. We, we've seen it. So, I've got some stuff to... Yeah, female Wookiee. Let, let's just file that one away for later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so before we get into the topic that we all want to talk about right off the bat, let's uh, kick off real quick with uh, our, our couple early impressions of Adventure Sense. We'll try to get this moving pretty quickly, and then we'll kind of come back to it bit, through, a bit by bit throughout the night. there are a lot um, of And Sense. to give a little bit of information, too, uh, Adventure Sense is kind of an a interesting way to enjoy some different educational stuff, do tabletop, uh, LARPs, and what they actually do is they create very unique sense that kind of help uh, complement the the types of games you're playing or for educational purposes and like for example uh the the fine folks over there actually sent us some really cool samples to check out that we're gonna try employing in a dresden files rpg that we're starting up but um they were nice to send over like one of each other type of products there's their canisters which are little throws which you can hand out to hold numerous players with one cent or just open up the whole thing and fill the room uh then there's the little jars like we have here which is uh we've got open which is a vampire's lair so i'm gonna kick that around starting over with ben and then their last type is they have little set bags, which you can use as a quick pass around. So, Ben, this is supposed to be kind of the idea of, I think, red wine, dirt, and uh, fresh blood. So, It tastes great. It tastes <laughs> great. <laughs> delicious, delicious. It smells, actually, I mean, again, I mentioned this before we started the podcast, but if this is what a vampire's lair is supposed to smell like, I would be able to tolerate a vampire's lair. Cause... But then again, you got to figure a vampire... If you're talking about like Dracula or, or something like that, they're gonna they live in high society, so it's it's gonna be a little. So would you definitely fragrant. say it feels it definitely feels uh, very um, 
Vampire-y, though? Uh, I would, if I ever walked into a girl's house and her head place smelled like this, I'd be very wary. <laughs> and the next one I have here is actually a flying airship, and who better to tell us if that kind of kicks is uh, Kat, who's written, uh, now working on her second airship book. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be kind of like a scent of, like, yeah, more it's like got thin, that fresh clean air. ozone type of scent. And if you it's want, to you be guys clean can clean and bracing, but it definitely is. And you can actually pass that around a little bit to you guys if you want. Yeah. And we'll do one more before we continue on with the show, and then we'll come back to it a little bit later. And uh, one that jumped out to Ben hardcore was uh, <laughs> the fishing docks, and I did give that one a good whiff uh, the other day when they came in out of curiosity's sake. Hmm. And I will say this: this one definitely um, ma- uh, matches their their thought process of what this should smell like. I'm curious. And, uh, I'm really curious if you wanted to get a good whiff and just pass it on down. Sure. So, this is, uh, again, the fishing docks. Exhale first. Yep. Take a big whiff. Cleanse the palate. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're going to pass that right along. (laughs) (laughs) It it smells... It made Cat sad. Hmm. Fesh? Think docks, gutting fish. It smells like Reading Terminal Fish Market down in the city. It kind of does. In Philly, it does. It Hmm. really, really does. That's not as fishy smelling as I was expecting, but it's got it's it's it has this. It's got them that musky. I think I was you know kind of rotten. Yes, Ah, (laughs) I don't know whether to be taken aback or hungry at this point. (laughs) It it does. It almost smells like the the seafood section of a supermarket. Yeah, it doesn't smell like turned fish. Yeah, it it, it does smell like a, a more like, like a fresh fishy. You know, odor. It's we'll, actually we'll pretty end on a we'll end on a happier one before we hit the show off running. And uh, this one is going to be Wizard's Tower, and we'll start off with Bill. Wizard's this time. Yeah. Tower, and I love the color on these things, the by the wizard. way. And Bill, can you, can you read the packet real quick? Like what <laughs> the description of that one is? Okay, Wizard's Tower, the perfect scent for spellcasters and wizards, or for casting a cleansing spell. And what what are you getting as far as your scent out off of that guy? Well. It definitely smells like herbs and kind of has a dust kind of smell, like, like a like, like a, a dusty old kind of books a dusty or... old books. You know, maybe maybe almost like kind of incensey as well, a little bit. It's not bad. It's not bad. Although I got I gotta say, as as you pass this around, Fesh obviously <laughs> there's something that does not agree with him here. Fesh is having a reaction. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's so I, strong. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was what what I was hoping for. I mean, the scents are great. The scents are fantastic. They really capture potent. what it is. However, we had the vampires lair open, open for a couple of minutes, and unfortunately, I am sitting right over top of a cup of chai tea, as well as you know a couple of us vaping as well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting the scent as strongly as I thought I should. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it, too, though, is also it's probably better not to have people vaping in a room and other yeah, stronger yeah. scents over you. I mean, like, when you're up on top of the, the canister ones, it, it was nice and strong. Like, uh, if you got airship, like, you can crack oh, the, yeah. the can, oh, yeah. uh, can open, and it's yeah, nice. Yeah. Like I said, when we do our uh, actual game, we'll, we'll make sure we actually get things rolling for a while. And uh, see see what our ideas are in actual game environment, and, and it may be it may be an amount of dwell time because I'm already starting just in the ambient air to smell kind of a mixture of what we've been playing with here, <laughs> yeah, just from where that's I'm sitting. True. Yeah, and it's, it's so it may nice. just be that it needs to dwell for a while to really start to permeate. It's kind of surprising that slowly permeate that yeah. the, the even the small bags seem to fill up a small space pretty quickly. Yeah, it smelled like a hint of like sandalwood and oh, like well, the, um, and it definitely takes me back to my days at Hogwarts. <laughs> I like that though. I like that the Wizard's Tower one. But yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, it, it's it's so far like I said from what we've checked out already. It's a it, it seems like a pretty cool idea, and I could definitely see it 
kind of There's a couple of these other scents I'm looking forward to smoking oh, yeah. later on, And like too. I said, we'll, uh, we'll jump into them before yeah. we hit the break, and then when we come out of the break. This one in particular, I'm, I'm looking the forward to. The Moni Crypt, yeah, that's, that was, I checked that it's one out, that is pretty cool. cool. But uh, we can't thank the guys over at Adventure Scents yeah. enough for uh, sending over stuff, and we'll be doing it throughout the night. All right, well, let's uh, not bury the lead here, and uh, let's get into Star Wars. So, um, I didn't see it yet. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I haven't hit my quota of times I want to see it. So this is going to be tricky since we're not talking spoilers. So we got to find a way to do this. Really... Hey, we did it for about 20 minutes on our podcast this past right. week. Yeah, so it's, it. it's possible. Easy. All right, Bill, well, you know, how about this? Why don't you kick this off? All right, what, what were your spoiler-free I, thoughts? Well, one of the things we always do is anytime we do a movie review, and it's usually me that does the movie reviews on our podcast because nobody else gets to see it, but one of my co-hosts got to see it. We'll pick something that's kind of... In relation to the film, and we'll use that as a rating system. So we'll go like, for example, we used BB-8s for this time. So we just go around first giving how many 1 to 10 BB-8s we give this fight. Well, why don't we start with that? All right, Ben, how many BB-8s would you give this? Oh my god, I'd have a lot of BB-8s. Because it was probably a good 10 out of 10 BB-8s. 10 out of 10 BB-8s. Mine's 10 out of 10 too. Okay. Fesh. I'm going to go 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 BB-8s. Which I'm... Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm giving it nine BB-8s with an extra BB-8 head. <laughs> okay, so you're giving it just ten, nine and a half BB-8. Nine, nine and a half BB-8s. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten. Just the head. Just, just the head. head. Oh god. That's you know disturbing. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow Bill. I think I'm actually gonna go with a half half on this one too. But I think I'm gonna do an eight five. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't say that's. I would say out of a ten out of ten scale, get something getting an eight five means it was really damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we can all agree that we really enjoyed the movie. There are some yeah. some faults, but they're no different than every other movie yep. that's out there. If I was rating it purely on a Star Wars movie, it would get 10 out of 10 BB-8s. <laughs> um, mm. Or at least 9 out of 10. But as far as it just being a movie, I'd easily say it's an 8.5. Um, Makes sense. But yeah, uh, so I guess the best way we can kind of really look at this, though, too, is cast right off the bat. We have the returning people that we know, but like, let's look at the new people without really giving too much of their information. Yeah. I mean, the, right off the bat, you got Daisy Ridley. Fantastic. Yeah. Especially considering she's never done anything major motion picture-wise before this film. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's never oh. done any. She's only done commercial work and stuff in college. Really? Wow. That's it. Mm-hmm. She was phenomenal. Yeah, I don't she think, was. I you know what? I don't think there is a bad person in the entire cast. No. no. Oscar Isaac was fantastic. Who was that? Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. I loved him. Um, That's awesome. Kind of gave us a little, um, kind of a little bit of a feeling of a, a Han Solo esque, that roguishness. Yeah. But it wasn't. But it didn't ever felt like he was trying to be Han Solo, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. Yeah, we were discussing that last night because, like, out of the new cast, none of them like felt like copies of the old one. They were all their own unique characters. Yep. They were all yeah. very well realized. I thought John Boyega was fantastic. Yes. As yes. Oh god, yeah. I had never seen him before this movie, so I wasn't familiar with he him. He was at all. adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was in Attack Attack the Block. Is yeah, he was the... in Attack the Block, okay. which um, I haven't seen yet. But which I want apparently to. is a phenomenal comedic, I heard it comedian, is. Uh, like a comedic movie. Yeah, um, and he did an amazing job hiding his natural accent. His accent, yeah. yeah I did not know what? until he's, later he's on. He's British. What? He's from London. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Holy crap! And, uh, yeah. So it was Daisy Ridley. Yeah. yeah. I knew it's, that. Yeah. It's but. quite impressive. Uh, but then again, I would, I would expect as much of a, a high caliber. Um, Oddly enough, you got that out of Domino Gleeson, too, was General Hux, who is, uh, is he Scottish, I believe? Um, um, and you didn't even hear much of that through him. No. And like like I said, he actually did, there was that old school, very kind of like British, like British kind of sensibility that you got out of him from 
Same way you did, uh, uh, God, the original Tarkin. Why am I blanking? I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, I mean, just to show you the high caliber that Harrison Ford is, uh, he's really Australian. Mm-hmm. He's just hidden it for like 30-something years. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really not. No. <laughs> I was like, if you're going to pull this one off. <laughs> he's not just hiding the accent in movies. He's also doing it in real life. <laughs> I would say, who though, the, the guy that stole the show, really honestly stole the show without giving anything away. BB-8. Adam, Adam, Adam Driver. Adam, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Uh, who was Kyle Loren. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was really good. Uh, okay. All right. Well, actually, no, I, no, I, I, no, no, no. Forward, so yeah. I, I want to get your opinion on I, why with, remember, spoiler free. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I just, I, I don't know. He, I spent the entire movie trying to figure out who the hell he reminded me of. And he reminded me of Kit Harrington. A little John bit. Snow. He, he reminded me of that guy from Girls. <laughs> oh, wait. That was <laughs> Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Honestly? Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I think... That has that's helped. Probably. That's exactly <laughs> where I remember him from. Oh, good God. Oh, that's um, so funny. But no, I just, uh, no, is is it solid actor. I mean, do not get me wrong. It's just, I don't know. I had a lot of trouble connecting uh, uh, yeah. with his character. I can uh, agree with that. You I know, I, I was a lot more, but it's yeah, not just because he was, you know, bad guy. It's it's a matter of empathy. You know, I just mm-hmm. I just had trouble slipping in. in, in like, yeah. you know what? I think about big, what made that character work so wonderful, though, is... That felt like the character we were supposed to see in episodes two and three with Anakin. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. felt like what Hayden Christensen was supposed to try to do. Okay, I could buy that. And it, yeah. it, but, but Driver was, just didn't. No, he definitely he accomplished yeah. it. Whereas you, you felt like it's a bad guy that's that's on the fence, hmm. and like it made you question him a little bit. And it was and young. Yeah. Young-minded for sure. Um, and then obviously we can save the rest of that conversation yep, yep. for after for, when we get into the spoiler for cast. our own Marvel post credit scene. About <laughs> who is everyone's favorite new character? Kylo Ren, pick one, hands down. Really, yeah. I'm a, I'm a villain's guy. I love I do a good too. villain. <laughs> I do too, but I I think I'd have to go with Ray. Uh, I would Yay! I would give it to Ray as well. Yeah, actually, with Ray. I, I, one she was my girl. She's very and and this is another similarity to the original, not the originals, but the the one, two, and three. When you look at her physically, she looks like Kira Knightley slash Natalie Portman, who was yeah. Princess Amidala from the first yeah. films. It's yeah, you you definitely have that look. You see the line, like a lineage in her somewhat, mm-hmm. um, and that's not giving anything away because we I can tell you this now. There's a lot of characters in this movie we don't know anything about yet. Uh, we only know the the surface level for most of the characters. And, and I will say, going on that note too, that was one of my favorite things about this movie is when we went back and we watched episodes one, two, and three. We kind of knew what was going to happen in those stories because mm-hmm. we had already seen four, five, and six. We knew who Anakin became already at that point. So now we're just following the progression to see and wait till it actually happens. Right. We're now watching these films as in as our parents and the generation before well, us watched four, no, five, and six. Not knowing the story at all. What I was saying is what makes this movie, I think, really special is this is the first time probably for everybody at this table where there has been mystery in Star Wars for mm-hmm. us. Yes. And yeah. I think that's something that the fact that that movie left you with mystery and wanting to know more, it succeeded because mm-hmm. of that right off the bat. I did predict a couple things. I'm not going to spoil what they are. Uh, I, but I totally did too. I yeah, think I was yeah. only off on about two things total out of all my guesses, but... Um, We'll save him for later. Character? How about you? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, and I'm terrible with with both actor names and character names. It was the uh, the Tie Fighter pilot. 
Poe Dameron. Oh, that po. was, oh no, po. no, 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 the Tie Finn. No, 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 no. Oh, not Tie. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that was that was that was yeah, Poe. I I honestly, well, it would be it would be hands down a tie between him and Finn. Uh, Finn was a really, 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 really interesting character. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, and again, no spoilers, but uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a toss up between the two, leaning a little bit more towards Poe. It's something about his pugnacious nature that just well, something that's kind of cool. Um, and I, I damn it, I can't even say that now. I have to wait until we <laughs> get into the thick of it. Got to be careful. But uh, there were some really interesting things that came out about his character after the after the movie came out. Yes, as yep, far yeah. as what we 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 heard of how he was supposed to function in the movie. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, super interesting. So, yeah. um, big, 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 big. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How big can we be? Very. I will um, tell you one thing that... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say one thing that did surprise me about this film is the humor. Yeah. There's I, a lot more humor in this. And I think it has to do with the fact that J.J. Abrams did a phenomenal job of making this a J.J. Abrams movie but keeping to the spirit of Star Wars. Hmm. You can tell there were definitely some moments in the movie where the the dialogue is more modernized. It doesn't stick to, like, um, I don't want to say stick up the ass that the originals had, because it didn't. But, I mean, there's one, there's one particular scene in Finn where it seems like it's almost a Kevin Hart impression. Um, but in a good way. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good scene, and it's, the, again, the dialogue just feels more modern. I think to, to our generation now. I think one of the big things about that movie is what may be offsetting for some people is the humor as well. Um, I think everybody here really liked it. And the one thing you ever remember is if you haven't seen the movie yet, everybody's so used to, like, uh, episodes one through three where we had very slapsticky, but it was, like, all side characters doing it. You know, four, five, and six, Solo was the direct reason for most of the humor. Um, and this is, you're spreading the humor out to the entire cast. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what will take some getting used to for the people that are expecting this to be a, a very serious kind of space opera-y movie. Mm-hmm. I think it, um, it, somebody said it best, I think it was the guys from Weekly Planet, where they said it felt a little Marvel MCU, in the Marvel Cinematic I Universe. Just in touches, but it still felt like Star Wars, mm-hmm. but there were some touches of that throughout. Um, but I think it worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, now here's a big question. Returning cast? Um, was that offsetting for anybody? No, that, I don't think so at all. Like it took away I, from, the, from the movie. No, I think they did a good job of of keeping of showing enough of the original cast to tie it back to the originals, but not so much so that they were the biggest focus over the new cast. Mm-hmm. The the new cast definitely had a spotlight in this film. They didn't focus just on the returning characters. Yeah, actually, um, like I said, it's it's a very tiny spoiler, but to say the fact that it's most of those people actually. The, the the movie's focus was on the new characters, yeah, and yeah. that was, which was nice. I think I think it was I do too. it was a nice positive direction. Um, and uh, I guess one of the the hardest questions is, what in the movie was not what you wanted it to be? Oh, that's gonna without be spoilers. yeah, that's gonna be oh, hard. Without nothing, without, nothing. was there any yeah, what, what, was there anything you didn't care for? No. Uh, or anything that you I, think the movie could have done better? I, I will tell you one thing, and I don't know if you guys all agree with me on this, on this or not. I was a little thrown at first, in the very beginning of the movie. Now, don't get me wrong. When Lucasfilm pops up on the screen, the theater erupted, yep. which was fantastic. Because I've oh, never been to an man. opening night of a Star Wars movie. So, that was a cool experience for me. And then the moment Star Wars hit, the music hit, the theater went quiet. And I loved it. Because everybody wanted to read the scrolling, mm-hmm. the scrolling. Letters. I started tearing up then. <laughs> to me, I think it would have been a nice homage from JJ if he 
for the, the scrolling letters. They felt too digital. They did. To I noticed that too. I, I think it would have they been a nice They didn't feel homage. like it was like that. Because they used to film that in a swipe. Yeah. On, on, oh, wow. a, like a camera. And I think it would have been a nice homage to the originals had yeah, he done that again. Because when I'm reading them, don't get me wrong, the just the dialogue in the first one was already a better story than episodes one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But sure. it, it did. It felt a little too digital. Well, when we get in the spoiler end, that there's there's two great things. It's the first line of the movie and the first line of this the first line of the scroll. Uh, I think actually really set the tone for this whole movie. Yeah. Um, all right, Fesh, you, you said there's some issues you have. Um, yeah, but it's 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 it's. I don't want if you if you stay in like if you stay in like spoiler first, free for, yeah without getting into plot stuff. First know? and foremost, it in no way is uh, any any of the the things that I would have liked to have seen a little bit differently. No way detract from the fact that it is a magnificent magnificent movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think my exact words were this makes up for the prequels. But you only gave it an 8.5. <laughs> no, I only gave it an 8. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you know, A New Hope <laughs> has 10. I mean, it, it's it's up there, but I, I the nostalgia, the love I have yeah. for, for the originals, you know, because I was probably 4 or 5 when I first started watching those on VHS. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exceedingly hard for anybody, I think, with the Star Wars uh, franchise to top the feelings I had for the originals. Warts and all. Um, but this was a this was an excellent movie, yeah. And again, I think once we get into the spoilers, like we could probably get a little bit deeper, yeah. Into, I mean, into I, one or two without spoiling anything, I can yeah. say I think the only thing that really hurt this movie a, just a tiny bit was the fact that it paralleled uh, A New Hope a little too much mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, or they glossed over some stuff a little too fast. The movie I would say out of all the Star Wars movies is the fastest paced Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay uh, with this. And that's, and that, <laughs> I was too. I was good with the pace, but it did feel a little wonky at first until I got kind of into the mindset of right. how quickly we were but I think moving the, around the, there. This, but. The thing that I thought was weird, though, is there was a lot of stuff I had to go read back into. Like, when I got home, I had to type up and look into to Wikipedia and be like, why was this this situation? Mm-hmm. And had to read the answers there, and that stuff was all answered in the books leading into this stuff. But I thought they had already said they were going to go away from the books. So how Well, no, the new books. The new books that are attached to the canon now. Okay, right. So, um, and a lot of my questions were already answered, but they were never addressed. And unless you're a person that's wondering why certain things are happening, it makes you question things a little bit. Well, Um, I mean, I think another thing that's very similar, and again, this isn't giving away any spoilers, or at least trying not to. There are... Definitely by the end of this film, there are questions. Mm-hmm. But just like the original in New Hope, people like I, I had I talked to a coworker today actually who said it, he it, the movie was just okay. He thought it could have been better, and he's like because he thought that a lot of stuff we have just a coworker like that too. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff just wasn't mm-hmm. answered. And I told him and I went back and I said, well, if you go back to the originals, a lot of stuff that you found out in the originals you didn't find out until. Empire Strikes Back and yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. We didn't find these answers out in the first one. Mm-hmm. The first one is initially setting up the story. We know there's going to be two more, so we know the answers are coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. We Which just have nice. to wait two to four years. So pretty mm-hmm. much the biggest question is, is everybody incredibly excited for in 521 days oh. we get episode eight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Of course. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I think my biggest question before we wrap this up is, by the time you were listening to this podcast, the movie had been out for a week already. Why have you not seen it yet? Yes. Yeah. And what's really awesome this morning, the box office numbers came in, and we don't normally do this. This is more Ben show kind of <laughs> thing, but it's hard not to bring it up. So the U.S. take for the movie for from Thursday to the end of the day yesterday. Can I just say what my prediction was on our podcast? Go for it. My prediction for the weekend was two hundred thirty-five million. The final totals for the U.S., including Thursday, were two hundred and forty-seven million, 
just shy of 248. It broke all records, yeah. including in, top grossing weekend. It top beat grossing, Jurassic World. Top grossing weekend. Top uh, fastest movie to hit 100 million. Fastest movie to hit 200 million. Fastest pre-sale t- highest yeah. pre-sale tickets. And then the Lar- most, largest opening, well, opening yeah. night, like preview night. Largest Thursday audience, which World, blew away World, Harry Potter. Worldwide, it's just under 500 million so far. It's, uh, no, it's it is the, the, new number, the new numbers it's are 500, right. are they? 529 yeah, million. And it, it beat Jurassic World. It beat Jurassic World, which Jurassic World had an additional $100 million alone from China, and Force Awakens does not open there until January 9th. Did you see that, did you see that Jurassic World tweeted to Star Wars? And congratulated them on yeah. beating them, and it was an image of a T Rex putting the medal on BB-8, mm-hmm. uh, putting the gold medal on BB-8. It's pretty that cool. It is classy. It's a very classy move from Paramount. Um, and this looks—it's like yeah. going to be. They said right now the expectations in five and a half days, it will have broken the U.S. record now for fastest movie to three hundred million, which Jurassic World did in eight and a half days. Wow. It's going to break it by three days, which is insane. You—you uh, you have to figure that between this movie. And the next one, and Rogue One, which is going to be next year. Yeah. Um, between all these mo- these Star Wars movies and all the spinoffs that are coming out, the amount that they paid Lucas for this franchise is going to pay off huge for Disney. Oh, yeah. very. They're going yeah, to well. more. You got an unused figure and merchandising and DVD and you know Blu-ray sales and. Oh, I uh, walked into Best Buy tonight, and they already have a box. To buy your digital version of The Force Awakens for when it comes out. Yep. And it comes with movie tickets, a soundtrack that you have now, and you can see the movie again. And then you get your voucher for the moment that You the saw the picture because I texted you the picture. I went in the Best Buy yesterday and I bought Disney Infinity with Finn and Ray and Luke Aww. and Leia yeah. and, yep. and the ones that came with it. Welcome so to I, that addiction. I have already yeah. contributed to the money <laughs> other than the film ticket. All right. Um, well, like I said, uh, before we wrap up Star Wars talk on this end, um, so we now have a Star Wars movie coming out every year going forward. Yay. Are people actually excited about that now? Or are you nervous <laughs> that it's going to do what? how we're feeling Marvel? about the next topic that we're going to get to? I don't know how I feel about Rogue One yet. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating it because if, if they do as well with it as they did with this initial Episode 7, Force Awakens, then it's... Even if they do half as good, yeah. it's going to be a good film. Uh, I'm more looking forward to two years down the road than I am next year. But I agree. Um, yeah. I'm curious. We've got 18 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Bill, how about you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Rogue One or the, the interim movies are going to be something that I absolutely have to go see in theaters. Mm-hmm. As I do with, you know. I yeah. think I'll still be there, but I don't know if I'll be there opening night for yeah, Rogue One. I agree. Because or three o'clock in the afternoon for a seven thirty showing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that too. <laughs> mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Rogue One is going to be a prequel to A New Hope. Okay, it is. <clears throat> it is, a, uh, is parts of the early Rebel Alliance and bounty hunters going in to steal the plans for the first first Death Star. I think honestly. So it's a mixture of a heist movie and a war movie. Yeah. Mm. Well, not only that, it's a perfect opportunity to potentially lay information that will be useful in the continuation of the series i think it's it's a necessity to see it again whether or not you go out and see it opening day standing in line eight hours in advance or not uh (laughs) i've got a feeling that they're not dumb they're definitely going to put things in there that are gonna pique you your curiosity or get you thinking along the lines of what's going to be happening when uh the what which do they have a title for the the one after force awakens 
So we'll just call it X for now. When X comes X. out, the, you know, following The Force Awakens, I want to say I would not be surprised at all if Rogue One is going to be full of, if not full of, at least have some very essential things that are going to carry on that right. are going to get you thinking and wondering about what's coming up. I mean, that, that's what I would do if I was in their position. I don't think they're going to do that. No? Because I don't think they want you to have to see the in-between movies. I don't think this is yeah. going to be as much like the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. where you need to see all of them to understand what's going to happen in episode 8 or 9. I, I don't think they're going to make it to where you'd have to see it. But I think it would be one of those things to draw people in to see the movie. If you, if you laced it with interesting points. And I'm not really super worried about getting dealing with like the Marvel fatigue with uh, this stuff because one a year is fine. Yeah. One a year with like a set number of them because they're just planning three, right? Yeah. For the main ones. For the main ones. And then interim. That's fine. But like I think the onslaught with the Marvel ones is it's way more than one per year. It's like there's... No, well, they're doing two a year with Marvel. Are they? Yes. Oh, okay. With for the like, next Thor couple for, and to... Iron Man and... All the individual ones. Of there was a America. point where we had like three in a there year. Was, yeah, yeah but, and, and that felt very glutted and overwhelming. They've announced and ever since the Phase ones. 3 is going to be just two a year. There's okay. not going to be any more than but that. But at that time, like when they were first rolling them all out, it just felt like an onslaught of stuff that it was like, you have to see all of these things. And I was like, okay, wait. Like one a year I can handle from each, like from a franchise. Mm -hmm. But more than that, it gets a little like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, well, I mean, we're going to be in that less than six month point because we're going to get Rogue One at Christmas next year and then that following May will be episode eight. And I think episode nine will be two years or two years after, two years after in May as well. So we're going to have a, a really rough wait between do, episode eight and nine. Do we know or has it been confirmed is JJ directing episode eight? No. He's not uh, it's, it's, it's uh, Rian Johnson who did Looper. Okay. Um, All right. And then after that we got Colin Trevorrow who did Jurassic World is doing episode nine. Oh, wow. So... But I mean, he's still, I guess he's still going to produce. He's still producing. He's still going to be executive still, producer. Still, okay. still producing. So basically all he's doing is he's jump-starting these franchises and then turning them over to other people. Like he did Star Wars I or Star like, Trek. And... I kind of like how they're doing that though because it's the idea of it's, they're putting it in the hands of everybody that was really fans, fans of the series. Yeah. This is kind of the first time we got a movie, a fan film that's actually a film that's out there for everybody. Because mm -hmm. that's why he was so afraid of doing this movie. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Well, like I said, there will be a lot more of Star Wars coming up in probably about an hour, uh, give or take, maybe a little bit more. Um, so make sure you stick around after our closing music to hear the Force Awakens spoiler cast. So one of the other big things that obviously we wanted to touch base on is the week leading up to Star Wars, actually the two weeks leading up to, was the onslaught of movie trailers from hell. Um, there was, holy crap, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, X-Men Apocalypse, Captain America Civil War, Independence Day Resurgence, Batman vs. Superman... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah, there was just a lot. I love the little shrug, shrug you give for that one, but we, we need to touch base on that we one. Do, we do, we do. Because I, I have some impressions, uh, opinions but, uh, on that one, too. So, out of out of all these trailers, I'm going to start actually real quick. Kat, was there anything that you saw that made you kind of excited? No. I know that's <laughs> not even horrible. Not even Fantastic Beasts. That should be cool, but I'm not like, oh my god, I have to see it. I'll be honest, like... I was super excited for Star Wars. But... The Fantastic Beast trailer was yeah. such a teaser trailer, and it's what tough to get a, a, gauge a teaser on and a trailer is. should be, where it was like, "Oh, that seems interesting. Give me more, please." Exactly. It's, it's yeah. the movie trailer equivalent of the Blue Balls. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, gives you just enough to get you excited, but then doesn't let you blow your load. Yeah. 
That's a horrible way to put it. But how, how about you, Fesh? Because you saw oh. all the same trailers we did. Yeah, you no. were in our theater with in, us. Independence Day Insurgents, or Resurgence. Um, that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, absolutely love the original Independence Day. I've never seen the original. Have you not? What? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. worth yeah. watching. So that's it's why I just know. I, like, I saw bringing, the trailer. I'm like, Meh. I am bringing over the screen, and we are watching <laughs> Independence Day on yeah. the big screen. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's I, You know, a little, little off-putting that... that uh, Will Smith isn't going to be in uh, Resurgence, but I guess his call to make as an actor, and I, I, I respect that. Yeah. Uh, the other ones, like Batman versus Superman, I still have yet to dredge up any interest. Just, I don't have any interest in it. I didn't even see the I the, want to. the newer I, Supermans that came out. I just was I never... I want to have interest. You know, and... I just... Uh, I'll see it. Yeah. I, I'll see how I feel. I don't think I'll actually I'll see go it. Into it. Uh, Captain America Civil War... Same thing. I think I'm getting burned out. In Bill, I'm getting burned yeah. out. The Batman v Superman trailer. Yeah. I'm actually on the other side of that. Yeah. It got me more interested. Oh, cool. Cool. Mainly, okay. I'm on the other side of that. Mainly because of Jesse Eisenberg As playing Lex, Lex Luthor. Yeah, I'm a little excited to see his take, but honestly, I... Uh, we saw in front of our movie. We saw both, you know, Civil War, Batman, and X Men, and I'll be honest, not one of them made me feel excited. Um, yeah. Not one of them. The actual trailer I enjoyed the most that was in front of Force Awakens was a Disney movie called Zootopia. Dude, oh, we, it was we, adorable. We talked about that on our podcast because we do we do our trailer trash segment on our podcast, and we talked about Zootopia, and the exact trailer that we talked about was the one that we saw. So I knew exactly what that trailer was with the sloths and everything. It made me smile. It really it's made me so smile. damn funny. And it made it's me like huge. made me feel like the I would go see this. Is that, is that a Pixar piece? Or I, is it, that it's a, Disney animated. It's the same people that did like Frozen and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I was going to say, it, it, they're so getting, not their Pixar studio. Well, Frozen but. was Fox. No or not Frozen. Um, uh, I'm thinking Ice Age. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had to do with ice. They're getting very, very good at exploiting that medium. Uh, which which is amazing to me because there's a lot of those kinds of uh, things that have come out over the years, and yet this looks fresh. It looks fun. It looks they're they're well away from this being a, a, a dead horse beat situation. Well, this kind of felt that night kind of felt like the comic book bubble is starting to burst. Yeah, it really felt that way for the first um, time for me. I'm not me there too. yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. I still look forward to the comic book movies. Um, I mean, I'm still. I'm looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to Civil War. Um, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with Ragnarok and Thor later on in 2016. Uh, I'm hearing casting news for the next Guardians of the Galaxy with Kurt Russell possibly you know, coming on board. Guardians is something different though for me, like because that, 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 that has not ever felt attached to the MCU that much. Well, I think like, minus like they're MacGuffin, you know, agreed. like they're they're here's our gem that's going to be involved in the the gauntlet, but never it felt like too. Attached to the MCU. I think when we're talking about being burned out on comic book movies, it's about the comic book universe movies, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. like the DC Batman versus Superman, um, like the X Men movies. Uh -huh. Even though the X Men Apocalypse trailer was probably one of the better ones of the bunch I can agree that with we that. saw, it was a better trailer. The sure. individual comic book movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, those Deadpool. Fucking stoked for Deadpool. I am stoked yeah. for Deadpool. Yes, that was the only trailer like, that I was like, I want to see that. I can't wait that for that. Awesome. The goddamn you know trailer coming out on Chris Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. The twelve days of Deadpool wraps <laughs> up, and we get the new trailer for Deadpool on Christmas Day. I think we should point out they did not play the Deadpool trailer 
at the Star Wars movie. Of yeah, course which not. made a lot of sense based <laughs> on the age range there. Uh, we actually true. did get one other big trailer, too, that we didn't list on here. World of Warcraft. I, Dude, I thought I honestly thought that was a commercial for uh, a new game expansion. I'm the, not going to lie. The movie has been in developmental hell for so long that it feels like they finally just scraped it together and and they're putting it out there just for the sake of putting it out there. You know what's really weird? I remember seeing it as a tra- you know, I remember seeing the trailer before my Star Wars movie and saying to, you know, to the girl next to me. My girl next to me. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, this is some random girl next to you? <laughs> this is this is something I need to see. And no, you don't have to come with me. But then totally glazing over through the rest of the trailer. Like, I remember watching the trailer when it was leaked. And, and yeah. then when it was released. And being so excited. Oh, Warcraft, Warcraft, Warcraft. And I'm, a, you know, such a Blizzard fanboy. I... I, you know, just was like, oh, this is great. And thinking about the trailer that I saw before Star Wars, I can't remember anything from it. Well, I mean, it's almost as as Fesh had said, too. It almost does, if you think about some of the commercials for the games themselves. Well, we got a, we got a just, long, like, ten-minute video for, like, Clash of Clans, and that was like, and oh, that's like it's still, it's a Clash of Clans movie. Exactly. I mean, and now you're seeing commercials for, like, Mobile Strike with Schwarzenegger as a general, and it does. It feels very much like a commercial for a game and not a movie. And actually, before my showing of Star Wars, they had an ad commercial for Overwatch. Oh, yeah. The the Blizzard game, Overwatch. And I was like, They were showing a lot of theaters were also doing trailers for Uncharted, Uncharted 4. That Um, would be cool. So I, I, what I think it's kind of interesting is I think as we're starting a lot, like most of us at this day, we're starting to feel that comic book bubble burst, which is a shame that it, you know, it's just DC's just now getting into the game. Um, and I think this is going to really impact them on the bottom end, especially now that you've got something like Star Wars that's dominating the box off and it's reminding people that we really love sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I have a feeling this is going to start this huge wave of sci-fi again. Well, I mean, it's not only that, but I think I think it's not the comic book universe that's that's kind of like bursting the bubble for me. If it was still just Marvel, I would be completely fine. But the but problem now, is now we have so many people in the game. But now we have DC that are, are, that are trying to make their own, and I'm still not excited about it. Now there's been recent announcements that Hasbro is doing their own extended universe with Transformers and G.I. Joe. Oh. And, and they're doing, and, but they're also doing Mask and Micronauts. Yeah, and Mask and Micronauts like, are going to be part of it. Fuck? So it's, I had a lot of Mask toys as a kid. I may watch those movies. Good old Tracker and T-Bomb. But not only that, but I mean, you also have another extended universe that they haven't really talked about as much. As now Universal Monsters. You have, well, Universal Monsters is another one that's starting their own. Um, the Ghostbusters is going to be another kind of tied in universe with a bunch of movies. And not only that, but you've got Men in Black joining forces with 21 Jump Street. Well, it sounds like that's not going to be the case now. That, but you know they're still going to try to do something like that. Yeah. They've seen the formula that Marvel has pulled off with the universe tying all the movies together. Now everybody wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to burst the bubble. It's not. I don't think it's the comic books necessarily. I think it's the joined universe. It's the idea of the movie theaters are still trying to find a way to keep people going to yes. the movies. And and and, the, and in my opinion, the way to do that is come up with something original. Yeah. I, we, we're yeah, seeing like Krampus because if people all went out and saw that, it's, dude, it, it was so good. But I mean, we've got we've got reports of Dirty Dancing being remade. We've got reports mm. of Point Break is coming out at Christmas. Mm. And it. it it's too many remakes and reboots. We need to see original things. Yeah, but I, I've said this before in, in countless conversations. 
it's a money making game. It I is. mean, the, the people that make movies, the actors, they, this is their life. They enjoy it. They're very passionate about it. But at the end of the day, you're not going to get something greenlit that the investors don't think is going to make them money. Yeah. And that's why we keep coming back, unfortunately, to, to remakes. I agree. And, well, and that's a shame. The sad, the sad thing is, we're all geeking out tonight about a movie that is the seventh installment. And then we wonder why they make a Fast and Furious 8. But it's yeah. still. Precisely. But it's still original. It, I mean, it's not It's not yeah. a reboot or a remake. It's, it's not a remake. It may be a continuation, but it's still an original story mm-hmm. for the most but part. But so is, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, so is Fast and Furious 7. It's still its original but story it's still, in that world. But it's still, we've we've got to use cars to solve a problem. Yeah, it's, you can, but you're still looking at it. We have X-Wings and we need to take down a big threat. Unfortunately, no matter what, how many ways you slice it, even though we loved that movie, it's still doing the same thing that we're arguing. Mm. Which True. is kind mm. of a. It's I, what's it the works. next new Star Wars? That's the question. Yeah. But I'd rather a continuation than a full out remake. Where oh, I agree. Like, I agree. like remaking Memento. What the? Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. I think I think a good um, I think a good idea coming up for a film if it's done right that could kind of restart originality or at least adaptations is Ready Player One. Even though there are a lot of nods to other films, which is okay, it's pulling from uh, pop I think culture. That would be really cool. It's 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 an original story, and it's done. It's an adaptation from a book, so it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's not a continuation of anything. It's an original story that we're going to see on screen. Yep. And I think if that works, we could see more of that again. And episode note: go back. I think three episodes where we talked about movies or books we wanted to see adapted. So, which was a pretty fun <laughs> conversation. Um, well, you know. Again, like I said, we're 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 kind of looking at all that, and I think really right now it's just kind of telling us that. I think you know it's probably going to be hard to gain excitement for anything else when you're waiting there to see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Can I bring up one more trailer before we move on? Sure, because I had mentioned it earlier on. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Okay, I, I actually do have to say this, and I hate to. Admit I mean, it. you're probably in the same boat with me. I saw the first one. Despised. It was horrible. Every horrible of it. movie. The second trailer looks great. It made me smile <laughs> so much. It, here's the thing. If this had been the first Turtles movie, I would have gone to theaters to see it. This is very reminiscent of the original 1980s cartoon. Bebop, Rocksteady, yeah, the party wagon, Casey Jones, sewer covers, manhole covers. It literally, when I first saw that scene in the trailer, when it's the the party wagon shooting manhole covers out the front, I'm like, "That's the toy." And they did, <laughs> they did the whole fucking trailer to "Tricky" by Rum DMC, and I'm like, "It's fantastic." That was amazing. I have not seen this trailer. That's yeah, all. We'll watch it. Break it. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's kind of fun. I I'm not seeing it in the theater, but when it hits uh, Blu-ray or uh, uh, and, VOD, I'll definitely be watching. And on this. the note of of playing the trailer to "Tricky," I want to transition into another trailer real quick that we did not mention. All right. Um, I know, I know, I keep dragging this on. But I think this is this is worthwhile because it's another JJ project. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Um oh, that actually I was cool. not that thrilled with the trailer. Did everybody else here see the trailer? I, I saw no. it. You did? What did I you do? It looked entertaining. I don't I th- know if I'd necessarily go and see it. I, I think it, it I think it looks entertaining. Uh however, it did not feel like a Star Trek movie to me. Because the director is Jeff Lynn, who did Fast and the Furious. It feels more like a Fast and Furious movie oh, oh. than... No! However, 
However, Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg, who was a writer, writer is a writer, writer on it, has come out and said he wasn't happy with the trailer either because it didn't feel like he has assured people there's more Star Trek to this movie than the trailer shows. Yeah, and they said it's more Star Trek than the last two Star Treks. Yeah. So, well, before we close out this first half, I got another. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, because we're talking, uh, we were talking turtles. So, I figure the next set we'll check out from Adventure Sense before we go to break is uh, City Streets. So. So I'll pass that one around. It's supposed to have a little bit of asphalt and uh, oil and there's not a domi- smog. There's not a Domino's pizza scent? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I think that would, honestly, that one would be perfect for what I'm imagining we're going to be doing in Dresden. Dresden. And I think Ooh. after smelling that one, I think we're going to place an order with them uh, and um, yeah. see if we can get a nice large canister of that one for, for the Dresden game because it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, no, that, um, that would be very good for your Dresden We'll game. continue on with that one and we'll, we'll stick with mm, a, love it. a city theme here. We'll do a, well, not quite a city theme, but this is Bombed Out oh, Ruins. Oh, I do like that one. Bombed yeah, Out Ruins. Right? Bombed Out Ruins. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That yeah. smells like a summer, it, that it, smells like it, a hot it, summer afternoon. Asphalt. It's, it smells yeah. like, yeah, asphalt, asphalt or like rubber yeah. on the road. Like, I love it. Yeah, so I like this, that. So this one coming around is Bombed Out Ruins. Ew. So this one's actually, I think, actually get a good deep whiff of that one, because uh, I will say that one's pretty cool, though. I do like that one, too. Oh, oh, okay. I I, I did start you to get, smell like, like old the gunpowder, gunpowder, yeah. And really take no, honestly, really take a big because <laughs> like, I didn't, I, you know, the first little tiny sniff was like, eh, but then the big whiff was like, oh, having ooh, actually okay, smelled okay. burned out built, yeah, no, and uh, that's that's very reminiscent. That's and we had another somebody enter the house, and we have that's somebody that's going to be joining us in our second half. And uh, real quick, we're going to be going around with the last set before break, and that's the. Coffee house, which is pretty much exactly what you would expect a good coffee house. That sounds like almost like like campfire ish, a little bit. Yeah, like like timbers and and such. Coffee house has got a little bit of uh, it's got a little bit of like a wood scent to it, and then (laughs) you can definitely smell like you know the roasted coffee. You know, Uh oh, coffee house. Yeah, yeah. So that one's pretty cool. Um, I'll tell you what, my impressions of this though, honestly, is I could see where this would definitely benefit. with any RPG tabletop, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it just it's man, it's an added added Coffee. bit of flair. It's an added bit of just uh, a stimulant. I, I this is a wonderful idea. I'd, I'd really Actually, like to meet the people. Real quick, that came so up with uh, we're gonna introduce real quick. This is Mike, uh, who's joining us now. <laughs> something to say. Um, <laughs> they would actually work very well in a LARP setting. Yeah. Yes, that's oh, one of the big things yeah. that they're asked, they're, they're they built to do. Um, they they would help to set a scene dramatically. Yeah. Um, I could see them being used in a couple of LARPs I play. Uh, actually, they sent yeah. us. That's one of the reasons we got the large tanker of flying airship. Cat's uh, going to be using this scent actually for when she does her murder mystery yeah. above the airship Desire uh, at Fan Focus Con coming up in April. I know so. it would be horrible, but I kind of want to stick this in my coffee maker and brew it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, don't here. We'll... I would suggest not yeah. doing that. So you know what? Do not. Eat I know them. exactly. Not I'm not drink. technically eating them. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna kick around <laughs> the last couple cents. Fish right now. Uh, Mike is also. We'll, we'll hear us refer to him as fish. He's opening up the one a lot of us we're very curious about, which is moldy crypt. This see, is I this would... is gonna get confusing with a fish and a fish at the table. A fish and a fish. And see, but you know what? Like you guys mentioned using these in like LARP situations and role playing situations. Me, I would personally like. I would leave this open and stick it in like a drawer, so I get that scent when I open, like yeah. almost like a a, yeah, a nerdy ooh. potpourri. Well, I so, see it with I've coffee. always wanted to smell a moldering crib when I go after socks. <laughs> no, well, see, no, that's no, where it's fun. If you have a lady friend over and she goes into a drawer no, for a, she goes into your t-shirt drawer <laughs> for a t-shirt, 
and she opens a drawer and it just smells moldy crypt that mm-hmm. comes out of there. So like what do you kind of figure out? So what do you guys think so far? Moldy crypt definitely smells moldy. <laughs> definitely smells old. Like yes, old, oldish. Uh, that one, that one's actually that one. Convinced. Actually, I thought was one of the stronger ones. Kind of, kind of damp. Like you know, like well, a, again, moldy, damp. Yes, dank. a little bit maybe. Dank. Yeah. So the next one kicking around after Moldy Crypt is going to be Rowdy Tavern. Yeah, Rowdy nice. Tavern. So, <laughs> and uh, you, we did give this one a whiff the other night, and you definitely got some stale beer in there and some other things. So, oh, oh I remember Uncle that Crypt one. Crypt Keeper, Crypt Keeper that one smelled sweet, but it smelled like someone's puked up beer. It does. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Pass that one around. You're having a couple good deep kicks because that one takes a while to hit you right. Yeah. Like up I used to work in a bar, so this ought to bring back memories. <laughs> I'm done with that one. Bell's looking really sad. We'll, we'll cleanse the sinus sinus palates real quick here. Sinus palates. Um, palace. The next palace. one kicking around will be Japanese tea house. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, there is a little bit of bile in there. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, that's like, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a neat, neat approach on that. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Up oh, that smells like Friday night. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of potent. I kind of yeah, like yeah, it. Take the take the Japanese tea house. That <laughs> one smells much better. Oh man. Ooh. Actually, fish because you didn't get to check this one out. Bad. Check out City Streets. <laughs> I think Street. that's the one we're gonna try oh, to get yeah. another order in for uh, the Dresden game. Yeah, no, I could definitely. That's definitely gonna be City Streets or just regular City Streets. It's smoggy like, City Streets, like, man. Like it's perfect. This is Japanese tea house. Japanese tea house. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's dainty. And our last <laughs> it doesn't smell like Philadelphia to me. <laughs> Thank God. Well, it actually, one. actually, <laughs> if you mix it with rowdy ta- with rowdy tavern, it'll rowdy. smell like Philadelphia. Actually, I'm curious. And our last, our last smell we're gonna kick around real quick is steam train, and then we'll give our final impressions of Adventure Sense, and then we'll go into break. Right Sweet. off the bat, I'm hoping it has coal overtones. Ooh. Yeah, because you having, get oh, you get you get big. Mm-hmm. Ooh, going out to Strasbourg <laughs> for the first time this year. Now I know what an actual coal train that smells actually like. They're does. awesome. That rail that that railroad is awesome. By the way, I it's, love that railroad. railroad is freaking amazing. So cool. You do the corn maze? No, I did not do the corn uh, maze. The amazing maze. They were there maze, for maze. the steampunk event. Uh, it's so much fun. So everyone's dressed in Victorian garb. At the like, it looks fantastic. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. It's oh really, yeah, really yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's got a that's got a hint of coal in it. That's pretty nice. And you can definitely smell the oils yeah. and the steel. And yeah. I like it. That's neat. I'd love to know the process behind it. I've got some ideas, but well, I don't yeah, want to I say mean, That's one of the things we'll like, we're going to probably do is reach back out to them because I would like to find out a little bit more about how they, they came up with this oh, stuff. And I've got a, I've got a guys, fairly but, uh, good idea because, again, I think I used to work with the main product here. Not not the sense that they've added, but the... the All right, yeah. so if you do Big City <laughs> Streets and Rowdy Tavern, you it's get, Philly? it smells like Philadelphia. <laughs> I told you if you mix them together. Moldy Crypt and you got Baltimore. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm, not, I'm not smelling that. I'm gonna just pass that on when it gets to me. I don't need. I'm. I'm, I'm curious. Like, I don't need uh, and uh, here's a, a fishing dock. Oh, fishing. That dock. one's neat. Well, you know that what? That's go well with the moldy crypt. You got. You know what? You have figured out though. Yeah. Blending that gives you a lot more uh, versatility in utilization. So. Because you can. You. You know what I mean? That. That's kind of neat. I could see you if you're at a rowdy bar along the seashore, mixing the scents to get. Both that fishy smell yeah. and that that stale Philadelphia beer. smell. Filthy That's Delphia. pretty nifty. It's filthy Delphia. And fish oh, is that's found spot on. 
Close enough. You can fish be, you can the right fishing docks and moldy crypt together. Get the right scent yeah. of like dead fish and, and, and the moldy crypt. Yeah, that's usually what you smell when you leave Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... oh, oh, did anything ones. spill? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we gotta make sure we grab them so, so the cats yes. don't so eat them. Don't, don't smell like. Totally cast her for external use only. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, use only do not eat. Here. I apologize. Let's uh, let's my, get these ones back hands. in the the fishy one. Which one? Which fishy? They they went in fishy. Okay. Wait, they went into what? Uh huh. Yeah. That is neat. This is this is a great concept. I'm I'm. I like it. Very impressed with uh, the the creator's thoughts on that. Yeah. So oh, they need yeah. drippy candles in the vampire's lair. <gasps> drippy candles too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, fishy and uh, yeah. So everybody, real quick, what what is your thoughts of adventure sense? Would you say this is definitely a yay for uh, oh, yeah. warps and tabletop games? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Yeah, yeah. I it's, think it's um, there's plenty it can of opportunity. Do, yeah, it can do and nothing but add to the experience. One of the things I really loved is they even brought up on their website is if you're a DM and you have access to this stuff. Can you imagine you know, telling somebody, you walk in the room and you just start handing this around and say, explore. You yeah. kind of already know where you walk. Yeah. It helps place you in the Like if, if yeah. you walk into a dark a dark room, nobody can tell. And it's once people start saying, this is where we, we're actually at, um, that's, that could be kind of something very special. Um, so I would definitely say this is a hardcore recommend. Um, they've got multiple packets you can get. Which is kind of nice, and we have ambulances staring by, which we'll definitely pick up on the way. They're coming to get or me. Fire, yeah, that was a federal. That was definitely a fire engine. Um, but yeah, uh, there's multiple things you can do. The little packets, and you can kind of set up your. Yeah, they, maybe they smelt the burnt out uh, ruins, burnt out ruins all the way down there, and they're they're out exploring. But yeah, uh, and we're going to be using this in our Dresden game, and we'll have a little bit better idea on uh, when we kick into that in about a month or so. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, we, I think we all kind of give Adventure Sense uh, a glowing recommendation. You can check Good them out up. at adventuresense.com, and that's S-C-E-N-T-S. And uh, yeah, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes, where we're going to talk a little bit about 2015 and 2016, before we launch into our Force Awakens spoiler cast. So Spoiler. Be back in just a few. somebody new joining us tonight who is also going to be joining us for our spoiler cast for Force Awakens after the show. Um, and that is Fish. Uh, or do you prefer to be called Mike? It's up to you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll go with Fish. Um, so we have Fish and Fesh. Just uh, yep. not this won't get everybody. This won't get confusing at all. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, aside from Star Wars being the only thing that happened, we're also now at the very end of the year. So I figured one of the nicer things for us to do really quick is kind of kick around the table and talk about our favorite geeky moments of 2015. So, um, I'm going to kick off, actually, with Bill. Rocket League! Rocket League. Oh. Rocket League was really fucking awesome. Like, it brought sports, it brought a sports game to the forefront in terms of, you know, the masses really wanting to play it and not just Madden. Like, 
Not to. Not it was to, a. It was a non-traditional sports. Game. Non-traditional sports. It's a game. sports game for nerds. But it was awesome, <laughs> and everybody loved it. Let's play it. soccer with cars. And, <laughs> and and the best thing was the developers are really cool. Yeah, Cyanix. Cyanix is a really awesome studio. Um, they did win uh, a nice award at the end of the year for best uh, best sports game, actually. As well, they should have game awards. I'm going to go out on a limb, though, and say that there aren't a whole lot of situations where a jock boy walks into a room, sees a couple of guys sitting around playing Rocket League, and yells, NERDS! <laughs> I mean, that thing, like, crossed all uh, boundaries. I, I think was everybody only, I liked was it. only kidding. <laughs> you know, if we want to talk about adaptations, I want a movie adaptation of Rocket League. As I guess, <gasps> the, uh, a good old school, like feel good sports movie comeback story. It's it's like it, it's all like, I'm uh, seeing is like the movie Cars with Vin Diesel. With <laughs> no, yeah, I'm talking I'm talking as much practical effects as humanly possible. Get like drift racers oh, playing soccer. So, but I had I had I had a different <laughs> idea for this. Actually. I had a, a Running Man style Rocket League movie idea, where you know all the players because you know the cars blow up. All the players are, you know, hardened criminals that are put into the Rocket League arena to <laughs> play <laughs> for their <laughs> lives. Oh, I was going to say, that's, it's, more like, it's more like Death Race with Pele. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> so anyway, there's, there, that, there's my 2015 mode, Rocket that's League. The, that's the Fast and Furious movie I'll go see. Fast and Furious that. Rocket League. I'll go see that flick. I would see that too. That'd be um, number 11. Not 7. Mm. <laughs> I won't see 7. How about you, Fesh? What was one of your favorite geeky moments? Uh, well, let's try to do, we'll go do a tour around. Regeneration Who down in Baltimore. Oh, nice! Yeah. So uh, caffeine oh, crew yeah. thing that you yeah, got it was to the, do. yeah I covered it with the caffeine crew uh, uh, with Ashley. That was an absolute delight. Uh, they are having another one. I've got to buy tickets and get a hotel room for it. Uh, regardless if I cover it or not, I'm going. So much fun. That is a really, really good group. Uh, of, I've never hung around with Doctor Who fans in mass before. Yeah, lovely, absolutely Who lovely group of people. A lot of yeah. really. Uh, Really good uh, characters, personalities there. The 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 actors that were in, uh, just just made my year. That's awesome. How about you, Kat? Um, mine are always the cons. Like the steampunk cons are always a lot of really. So steampunk World's Fair was probably your your one of your biggest highlights. Steampunk was fantastic. We kidnapped people. We kind of married them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we also had uh, if you're talking cons too, there was also uh, Wicked Fair. Unlimited had, as well. Yeah. Yeah, steampunk unlimited. That was blast. The last Wicked Fair. Uh, last next, week of fair is no, coming. Yeah. Oh, that's next year. Is next year's is the yeah, last. Okay, so this coming year we have one. So, but yeah, 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 and they said bigger ball pit this year too for grownups. Oh, God, that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> drunken ball pits, <laughs> always fun. I'm that gonna live in that thing. Yeah. Ben, how about you? What is one of your favorite geeky um, moments? I have two in mind, so I'll, okay. I'll save the other one for a little bit later. Uh, but I will have to say, uh, I was very excited that we finally, after 30 years, got to return to the world of the Evil Dead and Ashley Williams. Oh, good call. Uh, yeah. Good, good very call. Ex- I've been a huge fan for a while. I've been very excited, and I've not been disappointed with one episode yet. That's awesome. So, How about you, Fish? Oh, I'm... Oh, I have to go with the obvious one. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, from everything from Rebels being renewed for Season 2 all the way up to Episode 7, and the announcement of, of course, Rogue One, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything... This year has been amazing. It's Everything really is coming exciting. up Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta say, uh, I'm gonna go actually talk convention too. Uh, me and Bill's time at Too Many Games this year. Uh, too Aww, Many Games 2015 yeah. at, at the Oaks Convention Center. It was one of my absolute favorite weekends in a long time. Uh, me and Bill just had, had an awesome time. Right? Met some really awesome people. Some great uh, devs and uh, a horrendous, horrendous addiction to pop and music and singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was probably one of my absolute favorites straight off the bat this year. 
Actually, no, we, we'll probably be able to go around three times. We're going through this pretty quick, so it'll be cool. Well, I that, no, no. Third now, one now. Now that, you, now that you've else. stolen, now that you've <laughs> stolen, you know, <laughs> my possible second one. Okay. Hey, Ben, you had a second one. I did have a Let's second. Let's jump one. to you. We're gonna jump right to me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Mine actually is convention based as well, but uh, it was more of something that happened at a convention, not the actual convention itself. Uh, I got to meet and interview one on one somebody I have been a long time fan of, and that was the one and only Joe Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater. Which is uh, going through a very successful Kickstarter yes, right now. Yes, it is. Um, and, uh, he, nice. was, and he was so nice in person, gave me a great 15-minute interview in person, one-on-one, uh, and that was that's a highlight of, that was one of the highlights of my year this past very year. Cool. Nice. Uh, one-on-ones I also have to say too, just because uh, I got to do it with two people in this room. Um, and oh, I'm yeah. not talking about sex. <laughs> uh, I got to build my Before arcade play. cabinet. I finally got to build my oh, arcade cabinet yeah. this year. Which was really freaking awesome, and, and fashion yeah. and Bill helped me hardcore with uh, getting that. That was ready. a blast, yeah. and uh, that has been a, a happy staple in our home ever since. So that's been since uh, September. You, you started off that, and I was afraid that you were going to take the second one that just popped into my head. <laughs> I know what that one is because I figured one of us was going to take that one, which was Extra Life, yep. and not just you know having so much fun with everybody playing games for just twenty four hours straight. The tournament, which the you know. Tour- Donkey Kong, when, <laughs> when you, Ben, you know, beat the first level, I was thinking, oh shit, I'm toast. I never did this in the run-up to, in the run-up to Extra Life. But really, you know, more, you know, more so about just being able to raise all that money that we was, It was an incredibly successful year for us this year for the charity, so that was really cool. Anybody else? Any, I, did, any, I did think of the third one, you got? but I'll wait and see if anybody else has anything else. Um... I don't know if it was late last year or early this year, but I discovered Yahoo Screen because of Community. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, yeah. I don't want to talk about Community, though, because I'm more of a sci-fi <laughs> fan. There's this amazing show on there. Speaking of Joel. Joel Hudson, yeah. He we is talked uh, about in it. Other Space. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about it already? We talked about it. Okay. No, 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 no. When I interviewed Joel, we talked about Other Space. Uh, but we, we've actually space. never seen it. I've actually yeah, never seen that. that. It's uh, basically... It's set in the future. There's yeah. uh, a space exploration program that's severely underfunded because they haven't found anything. <laughs> and that's they're basically fantastic. sending out a, a new group of recruits. And Joel's playing the mechanic who's had a little too much radiation exposure <laughs> over the years. Oh <laughs> and he's got a robot sidekick. And Trace uh, Trace Boyu from, uh, from Mystery Science Theater is yes. the voice of the robot. Yep, that's, Our, awesome. that's pretty awesome. Um, and they end up going through a wormhole and ending in other space. Nice. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. And then it's a comedic show beyond mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and the woman, and now. the girl who plays Lily in the AT&T commercials is in the show, too. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Fesh? Do you have anything else? Orphan Black. Orphan Black. The last season ending of Orphan Black uh, ran this year. I, I'm, I'm very... I don't know if anybody here watches Orphan Black. I suggest it if you want a really, really good uh, sci-fi show. It's amazing. Cannot wait for next season... They are very good at ending them with extreme cliffhangers, though. That's Not just awesome. the episodes during the season. End of seasons kill me. Yeah, speaking of stuff, I'm discovering Farscape. I know it's oh. been a long time, and I should have a long time ago. <laughs> but we started watching it for the first time this year, and we were like, why did we never watch this? This so is good. fantastic. And I've tried to get her started on that show like 12 times. It was a really, really long process. But once we got hooked in, I was Absolutely like, Black's amazing. Uh, another huge one for me is... Uh, 
one of my favorite video game developers of all time is a guy by the name of Kogi, uh, Koji Igarashi, who's the very much responsible for most of the really great Castlevania games. Breaking away from Konami last year and coming up this year and says, hey, I'm making a new Castlevania-esque type of game called Bloodstained. Uh, was an amazing success on Kickstarter, and while I may have to wait two years for it, I still know I've got a game like Symphony of the Night coming and waiting for me in the next year or two. Um, you know, on top of that, too, Tim Schafer continuing to make me happy and surprise me by saying I'm going to continue to bring out the old LucasArts point-and-click adventure games on PS4. Really something awesome. I got to finally play Grim Fandango for the first time this year. I've got, you know, Maniac Mansion Day of the Tentacle coming out next year, as well as Full Throttle, so I couldn't be more than happy. That is a lot of fun, Full Throttle. Full Throttle was a great game, so. Uh, I know one of my other ones on the note of your arcade is I finally got to build my outdoor movie theater. Yeah. Yay! Which is collapsible, and I'm able to take it places, which is awesome, because I've brought it here before. Like to watch Back to the Future. And, yeah, and the other thing that is the fourth thing I can think of on the note of Orphan Black, technically hasn't happened yet, but I'm looking forward to it this year, is the Christmas episode of Sherlock. Mm. Yeah, oh. which is actually like looks like old school classic yeah. Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> that Victorian era. So that could be really cool. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I remember when we were getting to 2015, there was all these movies everybody was super excited about. I think they're all next year. And <laughs> apart from Force Awakens, but like ultimately we got to the end of the like... year, and the only one seemed to matter. But there was a second one we're all forgetting that we all geeked out about. Some Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Jurassic World was a <laughs> lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I was never a gigantic <laughs> Jurassic fan. Yeah. I saw it. Tw- the kids are two times. <laughs> that, yeah, that's fair. Jurassic World was, it was fun. We also that got not be <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road this year, which was mm. fantastic. Was really yeah. Also another really great movie. Which also. was good, but not a fan, not a Mad Max movie to me. <sighs> I thought you were about to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to have this conversation. <laughs> well, hi, Kenny. When did you get here? <laughs> I didn't say it was Furious 7. Oh. Kenny, I'd rather watch that. Yeah, that was which episode? <laughs> That's going back like four or five episodes. I'm not now. saying I didn't enjoy it. just did not feel like a Mad Max movie. I, ha- I had to throw that out there, though. I know. It was a, it was a so Kenny's with, here. So with all that, though, it seems like we all had some pretty awesome little geek-related things. It's, it's been a great year, year for special. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think all of us agree, same with Fish, that Star Wars was an amazing culmination to end the year, one, um, which is pretty great. Um, now, because in just two weeks we are now into 2016, that makes us kind of look towards the future a little bit and what are now our hopes or predictions for 2016. So, uh, actually, I'll kick that off as Fesh destroys <laughs> our, the table. our table and his elbow. I'm glad that you, the table had more, uh, more concern about the table than my elbow there. Owie. Yeah, you'll survive. Uh, um, I don't know about predictions. I'll tell you hopes. Or what I'm looking okay, forward well, here, to. What, 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 what is one of your hopes for 2016? Well, that I live long enough to see the start of season six of Adventure Brothers. Okay. All we got was Return to Gargantua 2 this year. And I thought that was going to lead into the the kick of season six, and then it was announced that oh no, you got to wait till I think it's February of 2016 before that comes back on the air. Uh, I am just absolutely giddy uh, for the arrival of that. It's still programmed on my DVR. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so that that's my that's really what I'm laser focused on right now. How about you, Fish? What is one of your geeky predictions uh, and hopes for 2016? Oh. Hmm. Be able to put together a computer so I can play Fallout 4. 
Yay, ah, there you go. That's it's a personal awesome. prediction. <laughs> I still haven't played it myself, so we'll we'll talk about it at a later point. Or just get an Xbox. <clears throat> I could. Uh, I'm a PC gamer. Or a uh, the kids, or a the kids want a computer. Mm. They need it for school. That works perfectly. Well, there you go. Yeah. Then it works out. Yeah. Exactly. I, side note, I can actually do that for you, too, because I have a degree in that, so I can build it. Anyway. <laughs> we'll talk later. Put together a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have to. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Um... I, I, I'm, there's a particular game I'm looking forward to this year. Um, uh, I'm very much looking forward to Uncharted 4. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm a big uh, fan is... of the Un- The Uncharted games are the only reason I initially even bought a PlayStation to begin with. I okay. bought my PlayStation 4 last year basically in anticipation of Uncharted 4. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, the other thing I'm looking forward to, sorry. Um, one word, I don't know if anybody else is excited about it as I am. Negan. Negan? Nope. Negan. Negan. <laughs> Not. Please explain. The, yes. the main villain for The Walking Dead. Oh, okay, um, okay. And who's, who's, who's playing that again? Walking Dead. Um, uh, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yes, yes. Oh, that's cool. Papa Very Winchester. Cool. Papa yeah. Winchester, yeah. the comedian yeah. from uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Yes. Ha ha. Yeah. yeah. So he pretty much makes the governor look like a saint. Interesting. Very so, cool. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Um,. I definitely have to say I really am excited to see where Star Wars Rebels goes in the end of the back half of season two. Uh, I'm really, as much as I love that show, I'm really afraid to see where it's going to go because we have the return of characters like Ahsoka, and I really am starting to fall in love with that cast. And it has been renewed for season three. And ha- yeah, we get uh-huh. season three, so we know <laughs> at least most of the cast is going to continue on. But eventually, some people are going to go the way of the Force. <laughs> I think. In that show, and um, I'm really happy that it's at least continuing. Bill? There's a whole lot of stuff that I'm looking forward <laughs> to. Do it up. Just drop it. Uh, in terms of gaming, there's uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Yes. That's which a, that's a... was unfortunately delayed, but, but also kind of fortunately delayed. I'd rather a game come out finished uh, rather than, you know... Have a rush yeah, game. A exactly. rush game uh, is never good, uh, uh, and but you know, like the same thing. It's like, but a delayed game can uh, can reach greatness, kind of thing. I, I mean, I I grew up as a Blizzard fanboy, so the the mantra was, it'll be released when it's ready, mm-hmm. which can you know is a double edged sword. You Start know, we always, ghost. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it, it, that's a that's still a dagger in my heart that will always be there. Oh. But you know, StarCraft Two wrapped up, you know, at the at the end of this year, and there's actually StarCraft possible Ghost missions coming out for StarCraft Two, which is also something big. Um, what else? It was right at the back of my mind. I was gonna say it. God <laughs> damn it! Oh, the Warcraft movie going on with Blizzard stuff. Okay. Uh, I I am excited about the Warcraft movie, even though we've kind of been. Yeah, yeah. just looking at him like he's high, but yeah. you still again think about it, Blizzard fanboy. I know, yeah. but it's still it, it's I, I want it to be great. I understand Maybe that. It, it still took yeah. me a minute and a half to realize I wasn't watching a commercial <laughs> for the next expansion. I'm sorry. And and again, one more thing with games, Blizzard, Overwatch. Cat, how about you? Okay. 
Um, for me, it's mostly book-related stuff. The next Dresden book's next year, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, so really, it's more book releases. My uh, like, what are your specific book releases, releases, though? Like, obviously, Dresden, I can't Dresden, think of them off the top sure. of my head. Dresden's okay. the big one I've been waiting for. There's probably going to be a new Kate Daniels one. There was one this year, though, and I always wait for them every year. So, I mean, like, it's really book series that I keep Oh, up. actually, you do have something else that you were looking forward to. There's a TV show starting up on MTV in, uh, very, very soon. Oh, yes, the Shannara series. Yes. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, Nobody you, else knows it. You just me. You and you lost me. Oh, no, it's okay. The Team Wolf was actually Have you seen the trailer good. for it? It looks... Gorgeous. Yeah, I didn't even stick with Scream Queens long enough to See, find out. See, nobody who knows uh, the Shannara. Like, no, spoiler, few it was Hester. I heard it was like multiple people. It's multiple people, but she was the over really? big overmind yeah. of it all. But yeah, like um, the Shannara series was a huge childhood one. It was one of those big epic fantasy series that I read as a kid, and they're making it a TV show, so I'm super stoked to see how it turns you, out. You got 100 coming back too? Yeah, I'm excited to see mm-hmm. that again. That's another one that nobody knows about, but I'm like, yeah. It's really, it's really good. It's really good. I read and watch really all the weird stuff. It's like, um, <laughs> obviously, there's there's a couple other games though too that haven't been uttered yet. Um, Legend of Zelda for the Wii U. I am absolutely excited about. Uh, I'm also incredibly excited to find out what Nintendo's plans for the NX are. Uh, the that's what the their next system. They're they're announcing the information about that very soon. But the most important game of 2016, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. That's going to be getting unveiled very, very soon, they said. And uh, they said it's probably coming out on N7 Day. So, uh, really, really super excited for that. And it's hard to not mention, though, too. After seeing Force Awakens, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Disney does with Rogue One. Me oh, too. yeah. I'm yep, really looking forward to seeing that at Christmas next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was also just wherever the hell Flash is going to go and Legends of Tomorrow in 2016. Mm. Some amazing, amazing shows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, we've discussed the possibility of kind of a spin-off podcast. Yeah, you and me that. were talking together about uh, that. Um, and I'm actually really, that's one of the things I look forward to next year, too. I, and, I mean, if I mean to go off on a note of my own particular podcast, which I'll plug at the end of this one, but... Um, oh, you can plug it now, it's fine. I'm, I'm looking forward to, we've had a lot of great interviews this year. Uh, I'm looking forward to what 2016 holds for us, because if the raise in interview level from 2014 to 2015 is any indication... 2016 is going to be an amazing year for us. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to my interview with John Barrowman. It hasn't been scheduled yet, but it will happen. I will make it happen. (laughs) Uh, Same thing with Bruce Campbell and Stephen Amell and all the other people that we want to get. So it's... and I'm looking forward to what new podcasts we add to the network, including a crossover. Oh, yeah, we're talking about me and Ben launching a DC TV podcast that we originally talked about doing here, uh, but we thought it was best for us to join forces on that one yeah. because it would be a lot of fun. A little cross promotion. And that we also, crossover. whenever we it's our own up, crossover. Whenever, yeah, whenever we, whenever we bring it up on the show, we go too long and we make everybody else tired. So we figure we should probably just give ourselves another show to do yeah. it. We get the so. Starting with Legends of Tomorrow, which is a crossover of Flash and Arrow. Our DC TV podcast will be a crossover of Caffeine Crew and Next Level. Yeah. So is there any last ones before we get into the MFK? Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode a little early so we can move on to the spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. Everybody good? We're good. Yeah. Good. All right. So, oh, I forgot about a trailer. No. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. It's so, um, let's do a little uh, MFK. And because of Star Wars this week, what a better way to do a Mary Fuck Kill tonight than uh, C-3PO. R2-D2, and BB-8. This so is That's exactly the order I put them in. Because <laughs> marry C-3PO because he's going to bring you your slippers. He's going to make sure dinner's ready. Oh. Come on. Am I wrong? You tell him to do it and he'll do it. He's a protocol droid, yeah. <laughs> and he has an off button. 
Our two teachers got the right kind of raunchy to, you know, get down and, and then maybe he's just too new. I don't know. I, I have no problem killing him. I don't know where he's been. <laughs> I, I, uh... It's an interesting take on it. I think... I think BB-8, unfortunately, uh, to me, is new and is young. BB-8 is <laughs> young. Oh, no, we're so, not, we're not wait, no, I know. Into this but, yes. guys, wait, hold on. Wait, wait when I'm you, killing... When, when did Kenny get here? Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. I'm killing BB-8 uh, for, for a variety of reasons, um, which only leaves me R2-D2 and C-3PO to choose from. Now, initially, I would have killed C-3PO because he's the only one I can actually understand, and he's annoying as hell. <laughs> He's great. Love the character. Imagine being, you know, married to C-3PO. I can't. So I would fuck C-3PO. I'd marry R2-D2. Solid, solid bot. Um, I, I gotta kind of share fishes a little bit. Um, I'd marry 3PO basically for the same reason. You throw a wig on him and he's a great housekeeper. Um, R2-D2... Um, R2-D2, I think I would probably kill. I mean, because he's the oldest out of all of them. Um, Aegist. Aegist. I know. Right? I mean, if you think about it, he's the one original character from all seven movies. And he's, you know, from the very beginning, R2-D2's been there. So he probably doesn't have much of a well, lifespan left well, anyway. Well, he was there. was there, too. I mean, he, granted, he was, he was already built. He just didn't have his coverings. True. That's all. Um, and as interesting as it would be to fuck BB-8 because of how he's round um he would he would give a lot you, of stretching required if it was good he'd give you a thumbs up that would but he would give you a thumbs up afterwards which is i kind of like that i'd be afraid of a, of a part of my anatomy getting stuck between his head and his body though true by the way i have that that app that droid the one that you can control with your phone and it's fucking awesome <laughs> i was gonna bring it tonight actually and i forgot Cat, how about you C-3PO's gonna die. He always annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> so that was an easy call. I agree that R2-D2's the raunchiest, so I would bang R2-D2. And BB-8's, it's a new adventure. We'll see. He's, like, he, she, it. It's pretty adorable, though. So I can, I, cuteness, I can be like, all right, everything's forgiven. It so emoted BB-8 BB-8 emoted very well. Gonna, yeah. He did. Yeah, we yeah. talked he about has, that. He has a lot of emotion. Yeah. He has yeah. a lot of emotion in him. So... <laughs> So, like C-3PO does. <laughs> we'll talk about that like during the spoilers. I've got like some thoughts on this. All right, all right. Bill. I don't even know where to go with this one. Oh I honestly don't know. Do you need a few more minutes? Do you want me to jump in first? No, I can, I can go. I can go. I, I, I would honestly... I want to. I, I want to do... You know, I, want to, I want to do... No, I don't want to do... I want to kill... I do want to kill C-3PO. Because... Yes, as useful as he could be, especially if you needed to speak the binary language of moisture evaporators. Load lifters. Load lifters. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I've got the I've got the Star Wars encyclopedia sitting near, near me. Um, as much as he could do that, no. He, he was a bit annoying. I'll kill him off. Um, I think I'd marry R2-D2 because he is very resourceful. I think he's a bit more resourceful than BB-8 because he's That's just true. got a much larger package to deal with. <laughs> I like a larger package. Phrasing. Uh, and then as, as scared as I would be, I'd fuck BB-8. And I'd be scared because I'd be... I'm, I'm as scared of robots mm -hmm. as the same way Archer is scared of robots. Robo-gonorrhea. 
You know, I, I don't the want... The noisy killer. The noisy killer. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be scarred as Archer was. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was tricky. This one this one was definitely tricky as well. Um, 3PO, it, it, that's, that was a hard call. That was, a, that was either a marry or you kill. But then you had to think about it a little bit. He's the type of, like, droid, if you call him, you're not sure if he's going to leave his communicator on, you're going to get crushed in trash compactor or something like that. So if you try to imagine, Hank, you pick up a loaf of bread, he's like, oh, I just left it off. So, you're like, god damn it. So, you just, either that or it's like you're having a really important conversation in your life, he's just going to step right in front of you and things are never going to go right. So you got you got to have to, you got to take down 3PO, unfortunately. He um, an off switch. He does have an off switch. I did bring that up. He does have an off switch, but... Um, then R2, I think R2 is also a fuck. We saw him, well, he seems like he's into role-playing, too, because think about it. He, he likes to be, occasionally he likes to role-play as, like, a bartender or something like that. So maybe he'd be up for other things. He's got lots of attachments, so. Uh, he's also your very own personal, like, projector, so if you want to watch porn while you're doing it, he can project during it. So we're, we've, we've got a lot to go on with R2. So. And BB-8, BB-8, you marry because of the mystery of it all. You just, mystery. You're not quite sure where things are going to go. Boy, I have so many friends of mine who marry people for the mysteries at all. It never ends well. You know where things are going to go with BB-8? They're just going to come around. Everything's going to come around full around. circle. And with that, that was episode 23 of the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. As always, you can check us out at caffeinecrew.com. You can always reach out to us at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. Um, also, a big huge thanks as always to uh, Game Chop Records and DJ Cutman for our theme music. Also, don't forget, especially uh, for this episode, definitely head over, uh, head over to adventuresense.com. Check out their product line. Uh, they have a lot of really cool stuff. If you have la like late-minute gifts to get, obviously this is coming up right before Christmas, so Related Christmas gifts, or whatever your role playing needs are coming sure. up. Uh, also, probably kind of a pretty cool educational tool, I think. Yeah, yeah. we all really dug it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, and don't forget to make sure after this episode ends, stick around. You'll be able to hear our full Star Wars Force Awakens spoiler cast, and we'll see you all in 2016. Woo! Good night. 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 Later. <laughs> Star Wars The Force Awakens. Obviously, if you're hearing spoiler cast, you know we are going to spoil the living fuck out of every moment of this movie. So, you have if been you warned. haven't seen it, you have been warned. It's not our fault. And, by the way, Kylo Ren is Han Solo and Leia's son. He's and he kills... <laughs> and Kylo Ren... He's Ben Solo from now on. Yes, he's Ben Solo. Ben Solo. Yeah. But, he also kills Han.
So let's get that out of the way right off the bat, and then we can get into all the other nitty gritty of this this whole mess because uh, there's a lot to lot to unpack here. I I figured that out though. Um, I predicted that early before we even in. went into the film. Okay, actually, don't hold on this real quick. Sorry. Who here had a massive major prediction that was dead on in this movie? I did. Okay, so I had two actually. Fish. Ben and myself. How about you guys? I didn't I, predict anything. No. I didn't either. I went in blind yeah. and I was just My, like, I mean, even just general guesses you had. Not like no, making full-on predictions. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I was just going straight in. Okay. Like... The, the first one that I had was, I'm going to finish what you started, grandfather. Mm-hmm. I knew it was one of their kids, but I didn't but know. But he never said grandfather. Was, he not did. in the trailer. Not in the trailer, but that was my prediction. Oh, okay. But that was and definitely. Then, uh, mm-hmm. then the other one was the Han Solo filling the Obi-Wan Kenobi role and perishing at the end. Which he did, uh, but I still yeah, I uh, he did do that very yeah, but he I don't was... see that as a sacrifice because I don't think he sacrificed himself. He actually well, no, he, thought there was a legitimate did. chance that he was going to be able to get <laughs> no, his son. Back. I don't think he it's did. It's the Hail Mary play. It was he yeah, win it was. Lose, yeah. And he knew he was walking out there and with a high chance that he was yeah, but A N H A N H Kenobi. You drops his lightsaber. Well, hold on. Did you just, just refer to A New Hope as A and H? Oh my god, I was looking. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? This is episode four. <laughs> All right, then episode four. So New right, Hope, whatever. In that we're one, not going to abbreviate it down that far. The sacrifice was much. It was an. It was what I would consider an actual sacrifice. Right. He he lowers his weapon, and he takes the strike to distract long enough for them to get to the Millennium Falcon. Whereas again. Number one, he doesn't lower his weapon. He had no weapon out. He did have a weapon out. Oh, oh no, we're talking about Obi-Wan. Yeah, oh, Obi-Wan did. He, no, did I'm, he not lower his weapon? Hold it up like this? Well, I mean, he but he didn't defend st- himself. Yeah, he... Han Solo didn't defend himself. Han Solo but also... Han was trying, trying to, to reach out to his back. son. Yeah. It, it really set the impetus for the heroes to rise up. I, just mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan All right, no, that's, that's a good point. Han Solo also acted as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Before we get into how about, before we get movie. into this nitty gritty, yeah. wonder if we take it back to the beginning. Yeah, we probably should do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, we just had to get that out because that's what all of us were thinking. Like, God damn it, you know. Um, ours. Well, I totally predicted that this was going to take place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right. Good, good oh, call, Joe. Good call. <laughs> but I think there's, like I said, not even said earlier tonight. I think the movie did two very amazing things. Right off the bat, the first four words of that movie in that crawl was, "Luke Skywalker has vanished." Mm-hmm. They started off that crawl so pitch perfect, where it was. That's exactly what you need to know right now. We we as knew far from that moment. Old characters. Yeah. We knew okay. from that moment we were not going to see Luke for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I like that. I was like, we're starting off. We don't know where he is. Nobody knows where he is. Well, I mean, it yeah. also answered the question too. I mean, because when we saw the trailers, the biggest question was, where is Luke? Luke's not in the poster. Luke's not in the trailers. And then the first four words, Luke Skywalker has vanished. Mm-hmm. Boom! We knew right away. Okay, now we know why That's he's why. not in it. Yeah, we can we can move on with this. The second part does anybody remember what the first lines in this movie that were uttered? No. Beep boop beep. <laughs> Sorry, I'll take that from you. It was <laughs> Max Max von Sydow's character actually saying, which was like an amazing nod to coming out of the slump Star Wars has been in, to saying the first lines of Force Awakens were, "We have to set things right." They were the first lines of this movie. I'm glad that I'm glad it I'm glad it wasn't. I hope this doesn't suck. Or what if this movie? Oh sucks? my god! The end of fanboys. <laughs> the end of fanboys. And actually, like before we get into this too, just so everybody's aware, Fish has probably got more knowledge here at this table than anybody else we know as far as Star Wars. It scares me. It's very um, 
So, I mean, well, fortunately, it's all useless now because oh, <laughs> it's no. all legacy. They're it like, is all legacy, but the movie's still the canon. I thought it was interesting that one of the first characters we see, Max von Sydow, is the leader of, like, a religious cult in the middle of the desert. Where have we seen this before? Dune? Anyone? No, I've never read or seen Dune. Is that a religious we, cult, though? He was, the, he was, yeah, he no. was the judge of the change Paul, Paul in Dune. Yeah. And okay. he was part, you know, he was definitely I, deeply I, entrenched yeah. as I, part Paul of the Fremen. Which is also a desert planet. <laughs> but anyways, Paul I'm Moody sorry. Was a, my I'm totally going off topic here. Go on. <laughs> well, no, I was just saying. Like, I, I, thought was that was, I just thought that was something that was kind of awesome, and that that's actually how that movie started. Yeah, those two ways, the scroll and the first lines uttered in that movie, kind of set a tone. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So where should we move from there? The uh, blaster bolt. Yeah, let's let's get into it because yeah, I know there's, that... I know a couple of us have an issue, a big issue with yeah. one of the first scenes in that movie. Why don't you, oh, why don't you get into it? Well, um, uh, I'm sorry, but he should have absorbed it like Vader did. Oh, the Levitating Blaster Bolt? I'm on the circuit. contacts. It's Poe po fires yeah. at Kylo Ren. And yeah. Kylo holds that Blaster Bolt in air for at least a good two minutes. Yeah. Showing a, and without even concentrating on it. Yeah. Showing that he's already more powerful than Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I have questions about the physical possibility of actually holding charged ions right, like we, that. We but already saw that on the last <laughs> show with uh, the... the uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Zoom catching the lightning bolt and throwing it back. So we're past that point. Okay. <laughs> I've already accepted that okay. in another setting. Okay. I've accepted here to a degree. There's but no flash comic book logic versus Star Wars. But that's like real to us. Are they There's in the no same universe? universe? No. <laughs> what? Well, yes, they're both Marvel. Now no, they're yeah. no, no, I'm sorry. DC, Marvel DC. and DC. Never mind. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Never mind. I'm way off. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Him holding that blaster bolt in midair. Is that a show of power that he is more powerful than Darth Vader? Or that he doesn't have control over the power to say, okay, I know I can just absorb this with my hand. I think it's almost a degree of cockiness. Um, yes. Because yes. It, 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 as we see throughout the movie, he's a Kylo, yeah. he is. He he, is, he yeah. wants to be Vader, but he's the furthest thing from it to a degree at this point. Yeah. I think it's more a show of cockiness. Like, look, I have this power. I can do whatever I want with it. But then we see temper tantrums later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he cannot keep his cool. Because he's young. Yeah. He he's wants to be Vader so badly that when he realize the moments that he realizes he's not, he flips out. And I actually, like I said, I don't know about anybody else. I loved that. I love the fact that we got, that's one of his character traits. It made me feel that this character is drastically flawed. Yeah. Well, he seemed like a Sith in training, didn't he? Yeah. And I I wasn't sure how I'd feel about him the beginning part of it, you know, him temper tantruming, but actually what the end with Han did was actually help him ascend to that next level where it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, he's a villain to be taken seriously now. Yeah. And you You know know? what it was? was I love the fact that we're going to see two stories through this trilogy. We are going to see mirroring stories from start to finish. Rey becoming a Jedi and him becoming a Sith. I don't think so. Really? Really. I think he's going to be end up being the saving grace that helps her defeat Snow. Uh, he's I think ultimately, but I at least... I would, that would make sense. I at least think that episode, I I least think that episode 8 is going to be a mirroring <clears throat> story. I think there's going to be... Not episode 9, but episode 8 is going to be a mirroring story of... And it's what's going to be amazing is getting to see him go off. And I'd love to see if they show that on cinema... Him training to be a Sith. I would love to see I'm, that. I think, we, I think we will to a degree. Um, but I mean, what I liked about the moment, because he has a number of temper tantrums throughout the film. 
does. The first one that he has, I mean, it's it's kind of there. There are a lot of mirroring aspects to A and H. I will never refer to it as that again. Um, <laughs> I was going to smack you. Always <laughs> referring to it as A and H. It sounds it's like American terrible. Horror Story when you say A and H. But A and H. Yeah, that's that's acceptable on forums and message boards <laughs> and Reddit. When you want to, when you don't want to type as many characters. Um, or we're not texting this conversation to each other. At the table. When we first see Kylo Ren uh, in the beginning, it, he's very reminiscent of Vader. He has the Vader presence. He has the Vader power. But I mean, so you're. You, to a degree, you almost think to yourself, "Okay, he's he's another Vader. This is just a, a replay of New Hope. This is very this is that similar to New Hope." But the moment he has that first temper tantrum, that's when you realize, "Okay, he's not Vader. This he's a separate person. We're mm-hmm. going to see differences from him." He's more reminiscent of Anakin at that point yes. when Anakin has his temper tantrums. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could definitely yeah, see that. Except Anakin didn't take it out on electronics. He took it out on. I don't know, Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan and Raiders. Raiders. And and later, and youngins. And yeah. Young ladies. Young, young ladies. ladies. No, he was already young set by that point. America's oldest True. story. Mm-hmm. But like, even though, like, <laughs> you look at it though, Vader still had those temper tantrums as Vader. Every time that somebody failed him as an Imperial officer, even if they delivered the news, it was crush. But he did it with such a calm and there collected calm. cool yeah, about it. Was, there that's was true. control with that. Well, there was, there was a purpose like... for that because mm-hmm. Vader was sending a message when he did it. Yes. And Vader's message was you do not mm-hmm. fail me when I set you a task. Right. Whereas uh, was more swishy Yeah, he is more just rage, uncontrolled, and unbridled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so, my opinion. So we've, we've, we've moved out of that first scene mm-hmm. and we all agree that, again, holding that blaster shot Felt a little weird. But one thing I absolutely loved, it was our first moment of levity in this movie. So we have Poe Dameron, who's caught. And then we go to their their, their base. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, I was going to ask about Finn, but go for it. Well, we're going to get there in a second. Okay. Well, we, we can backtrack. But the first real moment of levity, though, in this movie, right after the scene, like I said, we have the moment. Actually, no, fuck it. We'll go back and we'll talk Finn, because that is his <laughs> Finn, it's, it's actually yeah. a moment of levity in there is that... He doesn't perform his task. He he sees that he goes from being a sanitation expert, which a lot of people overlook. He was a sanitation expert. Yeah. This is his first gig. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we now know that yeah. stormtroopers know how to, how to install toilet mains. Going back to Clerks yeah. 1. Right. <laughs> so, so he's graduated from that. being a maintenance guy to actually being somebody who is out there to do the job that he has been told he's supposed to do all of his life. Yeah. Which I'd like to get the and backstory on. Freezes that. up. There's no backstory. He's been it's programmed just... to do what he's supposed to do and all he his doesn't. life. Yeah, but there's why... no backstory. He... Yeah. I want to see him installing toilets. Well, no. But why would he have been pulled out of that kind <laughs> of a detail? Give me a Rocky montage of installing of toilets. Accuracy. I'll accept that. I'll okay. accept that. Here's a good question for you guys too. There was a moment between right after Finn failed to do what he was doing, mm-hmm. it is standing there, and Kylo Ren passes him, stops, and looks at him. Does anybody at this table currently think? That Finn potentially has the ability to be a Jedi and is a Force sensitive person. I've been saying that since. <sighs> yeah, years. I thought that oh, was Finn. Yeah, oh, I absolutely do. Yeah, me too. Because uh, with the exception of one, with the exception of one moment that happened in Empire Strikes Back, we have never, and it's such a throwaway moment. We have never seen somebody who is not a Jedi use a saber, with the exception of Han cutting open Taunt-Taunt. the Tauntaun. No, we they've have, they've done stuff though. Also, too, in the current new canon comics of moments with Leia, Chewie, and Han all using sabers. Okay, well, I'm so, not familiar. And that's with, that's with the current canon. new canon. Yeah. yeah. So, is, but isn't Leia force sensitive? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. So but for her, that's Jedi. but but Chewie yeah. is it? We you know well, you have droids that grab them and pick them up and all this stuff like Grievous back in the prequel trilogy. It really mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Ultimately, it's just it's a, it, it is a weapon. Well, no, the the him taking notice is is it's there's a, a reason status, for that. Though. Well, there's a reason for it. It wouldn't be in the movie if it wasn't foreshadowing mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So but, I would say that's a pretty darn good. Or do guess. we think it's just Kylo Ren sensing that there's something off with Finn? That's it could be the opposite thing, direction. I think right. that could be. Now, it. Yeah. the other thing that I loved was how he jumped as soon as the blaster bolt hit its mark that was being held in the air. Mm-hmm. He, he was mm-hmm. as surprised about that as anything, and it really shows his inexperience, which is why mm-hmm. it's clear that this is his first gig. This yeah. is, and he just fucked it. it up. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's clear from Finn um, having grown a conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, even though though he was programmed to be a certain way, well, who said he grew one? He might have always had. He one. might have already had yeah. it. Yeah. But does this mean that, that stuff when he was in further films we could see this happening with other stormtroopers? Mm-hmm. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting you know what, idea. It, it kind of that that moment have them a potential rebellion a within the rebellion. Well, him losing a friend on the field it reminds you a little bit of I actually the Clone Wars animated series where you're looking at the clone troopers and it showed that these people all had unique. Um, personalities. personalities and like the people like Rex and Fives and all these guys that we really grew to love over that series that they weren't just faceless people under under these suits and I think a really good point that might reinforce that idea is Phasma asks for his weapon she wants to check his weapon mm-hmm. and at the she's looking to see whether or not that weapon was discharged mm-hmm. so in a way I think that Phasma is checking the troops and maybe that's why I got pulled off sanitation maybe they're all run through to see who's who can hack and who can't hack that, that makes sense. and so maybe they are concerned about uh, a weakness within their new order since they don't have well, they clone bring, troopers that they there's, know there's are the going discussion to between uh, respond. Hux and uh, I forget who else was it. Was it Ren? It was Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren and like, Hux were they we should have used clones. clones. Yeah, which means they even brought it up in a video we watched. Clone troopers are still potentials in this world right now. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe the expense. Or right. maybe there's a lack of getting to the equipment right. because the, the New Order just doesn't have the pull. So we got into that point. So mm-hmm. now we go back into Poe. Uh, we get um, our moments of Poe in the beginning and then he gets love him. He oh awesome. God, I loved him. We, so I think good. we all straight up absolutely adore the character. One of the best moments in that movie in the first break was Poe in the interrogation room with Kylo Ren and it's that pregnant pause and him just looking at Kylo Ren is like, so how do we start this? Do you, you start talking or I start talking? <laughs> yeah, that was oh, still that was on, on the planet. That was still on the planet. Yeah, yeah. That was before yeah, they was taken. Fantastic. That was very good. And just him like making dig. It was the digs on the, like joking at even movies like you know Bat- the Batman movies with Bane and stuff like that. With that under that mask, like, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I see him as the cocky pilot. Though. I do. Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely but again, a throwback. Saying road. earlier tonight before you got here, the, one of the things that we really loved is he felt he had the Han Solo kind of like wit but he never felt like he was trying to be Han Solo and yeah. that was yes. one of the things that mm-hmm. made that character really Everyone, all gave up his jacket yeah. yeah this was not a cookie yeah. cutter this was not a cookie yeah, cutter yeah you can't character. see Han Solo giving his vest to somebody but you no. keep that absolutely not oh god like they even dig it that later it's like Leia although Landa does wear his uniform <laughs> during uh during the one the scene the Empire yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. which was weird but sorry, you were saying. So, but I mean, like, I think that 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 was a great introduction to that character. We knew exactly who this person was going to be from now until this end of this trilogy. Um, and one of the things we couldn't talk about earlier, we were saying is, while Poe was, we only got to see bits and pieces of him. We found out why uh, just two days ago. Abrams came out and stated originally in the first draft of this film, Poe Dameron was supposed to die. 
He was not supposed to make it through the film. Most likely he was meant to have that scene in the beginning, the interrogation moments, and that was the yeah. end of it. Uh, and then deciding Oscar Isaacs was just awesome and they wanted to have him aboard and that's why we probably didn't see him as, as evolved as much. I thought they were going to pull the Falcon thing and have him die inside of the... Uh, with the Star Killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, they could have had him die during the that. assault. Yeah. And, and it's they, funny, they too, because... your mind last minute like they did with the Falcon. Yeah. Because yeah. Oscar Isaacs almost turned down the role. Really? Because of that. Because that the role was going to be was originally supposed to be very short. Throwaway. Yeah. And okay. he decided, all right, he, he contacted JJ back and he said, All right, you know what, I'll do it. And JJ said, Well that's good because things have changed and you're gonna be in the whole movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean oh, it's that's awesome. Fortune fortune definitely raised its head. Yeah. So after that we get our introduction of Ray and we go to the planet Jakku. I love her. So I'll let you guys just jump into it now. See what what your guys' thoughts are on for one, we are now on a new desert planet again. You're on a desert planet. You have a kid who doesn't want to leave for a certain reason, or can't mm-hmm. leave because she's supposed to be here waiting for somebody. Mm-hmm. But she really, really wants to leave. Suppose- she, she wants to go. She, yeah. yeah, but she doesn't realize yeah. when she's watching mm-hmm. that ship take off. Supposedly orphaned. Supposedly, Supposedly. orphaned. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that a little later. Mm-hmm. You, you get the doll. <laughs> The doll's dressed up like an X-Wing pilot. She mm-hmm. puts the helmet on. It's got the Vs on it. Mm-hmm. They're red. You know what's going on here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was it was kind of... That was her That was her moment of Luke looking out into the twin sons of Tatooine. She's the Skywalker. It, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It lacked one important detail. What's that? No pod races. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently, they are referenced, though. They are. There, there is a pod racer in, in the background yeah. during some of the shots. Yeah, um, the the whole I don't know if we stay on Jakku or if we go back because I think eventually we go back to well I think that's when we start going back we go back to like General Hux for the first time yeah. and we get to meet them we see our first glimpse of Phasma I think right around that time too uh, and we cut back to I think at this point in time after we get our first introduction to Ray don't know much about her we know she's a scavenger. Uh, it was really awesome to see her leaning up against it all that that uh, ATAT that's been crashed down. Mm-hmm. Her scavenging through um, star destroyers, um, super cool. And it was really the technical background for being able to repair ships or dismantle ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was nice because we we got proof positive really early on that she was very capable. Mm-hmm. I think very which is very important and fights a lot of problems that people had at the end of the film. We'll definitely get to that in a few. Um, but she was very capable. We knew right off the bat she was a capable character. One of the complaints that I've seen online is uh, they're complaining, how does she know how to fight with this staff like that? And it's, she's an orphan. Yeah. She's she survived. She hasn't figured she out how to survive on her yeah, own. She yeah, wouldn't yeah, she wouldn't be alive. Have to. I mean, everyone there is a vulture. Like... Think about Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, even the Disney movie Aladdin. She's the street rat. She's mm-hmm. the street rat. Yeah. You, it's you learn how to fight. rough and tumble, and if you're going to survive, you're going to survive, and if you're yeah. on your own especially. Yeah. I, I do have to say, I want to learn to make muffins the way she does. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, like... that thing, you guys add a little drip of water, and boom, it's yeah. a muffin. Well, that was, but awesome. was, that, was that the food share then piece that she had broken down? Because yeah. I wasn't yeah. 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it okay, was yeah. so food share. basically it's the bread, if you yeah. want to put it of the... Okay, of her salary, but... Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, I don't know if we mentioned earlier, Simon Pegg. You know, yeah. we get to see him as the. But that leads into the my junker. the junker. That leads into my first so issue with okay. with this movie, the communicators. 
I swear to God, at least three times during that movie, people went to what looked like a handheld Nextel. A walkie-talkie. Yeah, or a walkie-talkie, and I was just like, Actually, you know, you know I remember are. the little round, kind of metallic-looking thing that guys are talking to. Do you know what those communicators actually are? And they, what are they started showing up in episode one with Qui-Gon. They were chic lady razors, spray-painted chrome with little bits and bobs attached to the top of them. I, I'm not so a The f- long, flat ones with a little curve up. <laughs> yep. the, the, not a fan of those. The that just of them is the range of communication available versus the small comm links. Okay. It, it actually comes into... No, no, get technical. That's okay. Get technical. Star Wars technical. the role-playing game. Yeah. There okay. are different comm links that are available, which offer a different range of communication. Some of them need to be planet-wide. Some of them need to be, you know, more personal. Mm-hmm. It all depends on um, your needs. And oh. the different ones are designed for different purposes. So what you're basically telling me here is that that actually is very realistic in the movie and not... Okay, so it shouldn't have thrown me the way it did. All right, that's well, something for me to think about then. Yeah. It's the difference between a walkie-talkie and a cell phone. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Think okay. about it that way. I, I know... It just, I'm, it I'm, just I'm, threw me off. I mean, it really did. I, I just had trouble conceptualizing it. <laughs> Or a tin can on a string. Oh, I love that. There was another moment of levity, too, that we, I think we glanced over um, that showed that the, the, the humorous moments didn't just come from the, the main cast. There's a moment, I think it's the first time Kylo Ren ever has his tantrum. Mm-hmm. There are two troopers that are walking around the corner. <laughs> and Is it the second tantrum the second he had? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit further on. In the a little movie. further on. But yeah, the two. We're not going to go through this movie beat for beat because I oh, want all of us to remember this movie <laughs> yeah. beat for beat. But, no. but I mean, it's just showing my point that yeah. the levity doesn't just come from the main cast. There's right, other little right, right. moments, like I said, where Kylo Ren is having a second. And oddly tantrum. enough, the one that you brought up, though, out of that entire movie, that is the only moment of levity I absolutely fucking despise. Really? really, I hated that shot so much because you know why. The entire movie outside of Starkiller Base, I never, ever, ever felt that the First Order was a threat. And that moment was proof positive. Any good soldier wouldn't back away like that and be like, fuck this. It does... Te- it does. It felt like a moment that would have been in Spaceballs, not Star Wars. It's a telling moment, though, for what the First Order is. It's not this strict it's not empire, the empire, but... As, as the Empire once was. It's There's a whole bunch of tr- you know troopers <laughs> that have been, quote, programmed since birth, but they're not clone troopers. They don't take orders at face value saying, oh, you need to go march into this thing where you're absolutely going to die, but you need to fight these people. And the troopers say, okay, that's what I'm going to do. The troopers are going to say, wait a minute. You're telling me to just go there, march in there, and die? I'm still a person, right? Well, you know what it is? It's it's the reason I, I say that, though, is there's two... It's Actually, there's two gags that are around stormtroopers in this movie. It's that one, and then it's Ray doing the Jedi mind trick. Which is right before that. Which is right before. And you have to look at it. That happens in such a short amount of time, and the gag is on the stormtroopers. It turns them into battle droids. It makes you not question them as much. No, no. Like, think about the slapstickiness of the battle droids we got in, like, episode two and three. It kind of did that to to them to an extent. I will disagree. Okay, that's fine. I will say it is two stormtroopers seeing... Oh. He's going nuts. We don't want to risk it. We're going to turn around the other way. I know. Well, you know what? The, the, in, if, from a, and I'm going to go back to gaming. From a role-playing aspect, if I was that Stormtrooper, that's exactly That's what actually what I was just about to say. I was like, it's not a Spaceballs thing. That felt like something I'd see in a campaign of a Star Wars game with nerds. Yes. Like, fellow geeks that want to play a game. Like, this is what we would do. 
necess don't necessarily want to see what I would do in a Star Wars movie. Like, because some of the dumb stuff we do in a tabletop presented in the cinema. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta kind of feel for those two because I don't think they were doing anything more than maybe patrolling. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do I have a feeling there was a relief coming uh, to relieve the <laughs> other guy who just walked out. And they're like, that's possible. And realize that oh, we don't want to report for this. This is <laughs> yeah, not our that's fault. <laughs> yep. But again, that was uh, again, oh, it's fun. such a minor gripe. But for me, mm -hmm. that like that moment actually took me out of really. Oh, Both of those ones took that's me out. That's a shame. It was you know it was fine the first time they did the general mind trick, but then it was like oh, and also drop your blaster, and I'm like, so unnecessary. I don't think so. I think it was more just showing the degree of ability that it was that for Ray. It, it was, um, but again, it was just, that was just a but moment just for me. It's just, a, type of it's just it was too. just a, a per personal moment yeah. for me that took me out uh, out of the film. Okay. I actually like that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we're now back to Finn and uh, Poe breaking out of Starkiller Base. You want to talk about the right thing to do? do. <laughs> no, you just need a pilot. I need a pilot. <laughs> That that had me. That was a pretty good exchange. The bromance between the yeah. two of them, I oh think, was God. that blossomed that quickly and perfectly, in yes. my opinion. There are rumors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, them and the Tie Fighter was hilarious. Tie Fighters, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I like the pose. Really nice. I'm gonna line it up for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's right there. Just just pull the trigger. He was so supportive too. He's like. Job. Good job. And I gotta say, I love the new Tie Fighters, the dual style, style yeah, Tie yeah. Fighters. But that was neat. You know, it's an interesting point though. Getting the question back is, to... do they have shields now? Ah. <laughs> it's an interesting point though. Getting back to Finn, Finn was incapable of performing his duty as a a, a stormtrooper against civilians. But you notice he had really no issue with engaging in battle with an enemy that actually was threatening his life. And mm -hmm. I think that's that's an important thing to realize about it. Shows him. His moral, it yeah, yeah it, it shows the moral on. fiber, yeah, the moral compass well, that he actually that he him, has. Him defecting though too, like I said, I was even telling Kat the other night when we were watching the movies. One of the things that I was happy that they showed it, it wasn't him like being a rebel pilot that's under disguise and slipped his way mm -hmm. in. I love the fact that it was defecting because it showed us something we never saw from A New Hope, not a an H, sorry, <laughs> um, or any of the other movies. Yeah, really. but yeah, Biggs, Biggs Darklighter. He defected. He went. That's a cut scene that we didn't get to see unless you saw some supplemental features. The shot scene of Biggs and Luke talking at um, uh, yes. Tashi Station. Yes. Uh, actually, oddly <laughs> enough, of them saying, "Well, I'm jumping ship and I'm going over the Rebel Alliance." Because you even hear in A New Hope, him talk, uh, Luke talking to Owen and Brew that I want to enlist in the Academy this year. He's talking about the Imperial Academy. He hmm. was going to the Imperial Academy. Just on the cutting room floor twice. Oh wow! They didn't, didn't even add yeah, to the special edition. Really? And they should have over the Java scene. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But that was the big, huge thing. It was his best friend was defecting to the rebels, and there was a the talk of why would you do such a thing? Wow. Because to I get off a rock that. like that, you well, went to the empire. Yeah, makes sense. Huh. So the fact they did that, and it was a really kind of when I saw that, and it was him defecting. I was like, this is a brilliant nod to a new hope that we never got to see. That's wow. really cool. I, have no um, idea. I thought that was really cool. I really thought that was very enjoyable to see him do that. Hmm. Hmm. It was funny too because right before we, shortly before we went in to see the movie, I had made mention that one of the big issues were people having was how could a stormtrooper be be African American, 
And I had made the point that how come, how do we know that he was even a stormtrooper? He could have just been in disguise as a stormtrooper. And then the moment he takes his helmet off, I'm like, well, we were wrong about, I was wrong about that. He's really a stormtrooper. I've also got to point out the stupidity of thinking there's an Africa or an America in this universe. Have you ever seen any of the original stills of the uh, stormtroopers who were searching the desert for C-3PO and R2-D2? No, but the, I'm the not, guys have their helmets off. Two of them are black. But I'm yeah. I'm not the one exactly. that had an issue with it. I didn't have an issue with yeah, it at no. all. I didn't care. I don't think many people had an issue with it. I think that was an overblown I think it was internet. A couple internet. people yeah. on Twitter. A couple it was people literally angrily. No, it was literally twelve people Pretty attempting angrily. to make a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but anyway, that's getting off of them, anymore, right? It's true. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we hadn't heard from Bill in a little bit. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, everything's going. Pretty well. <laughs> um, Everything's one, okay here. The one thing I want to mention, I, and I think we were we were probably going to move towards this, yeah, go for it. talking about Ray on Jakku. Why was she left there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a whole thing on that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I want to hear. I want to hear your side of it. But the, the side that we were talking about today with with my my group of friends that had all seen it finally. Well, do we want to get into this now, or do we want to get that I, back I think when we when we first meet Maz? Let's get into do it. Now. Let's get into it now. Yeah, yeah. let's get into so, it now. So why was Rey left on Jakku, orphaned supposedly on Jakku, waiting for someone to come back for her? Who left her there? Luke, Luke. her mother. Her mother. Oh, that, oh, who's yeah. her mother? Is her mother dead? Doesn't matter. Obviously, mm-hmm. but who's her father? Luke. Is it Luke? It's Luke. So they left her there on Jakku <laughs> because it is a planet mostly devoid of life. That we know that the Force runs through all living things. It would be hard to find her there, just like it would be hard to find Luke on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, is so, that around your line of thinking? Uh, more or less, yeah. Um, it starts further back mm-hmm. with uh, what happened with Ben. Obviously, he was in training with Luke, and then he left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Luke knows something's up. So he goes and hides his daughter. But he doesn't do it directly because that would be suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, here's the keys to the Falcon. I stole them from Han the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. Go trade it for her protection. Mm-hmm. I can see that as being a possibility. Yeah. How else can Han lose the Falcon? Mm-hmm. Well, you were gambling. mentioning that to me that night, too. Right. Thursday night, well, like, gambling. Han doesn't Wouldn't lose he? the Falcon. Yeah, I could see Han doing that. Okay. <laughs> he, he won it in the why gambling would, game to begin with. But then why would he be looking for well, it? I could have seen Han doing that after he lost Ben. Because after he lost Ben, him and Leia kind of went their separate ways I to deal with it actually, on their own. And he could have kind of went down that downward spiral into, I'm going to be a swindler, I'm going to gamble away my money, and do whatever I used to do before. But you don't know that until exactly. after Ben shows up again right. and actually decimates all those Jedi that Luke's training. Right. I have a similar theory. It's close, but... I think my idea on this was more along the lines of that Ray, because when we see Ray and the fact that she can start using the Force, her ability to use the Force is a very high level in this movie alone. For somebody that's never yeah. been connected to the Force, my guess is she is Luke's daughter, but she was also training with other people at the New Jedi Temple with Kylo when people that all defected created the Knights of Ren around that were in that temple and they were the ones that slaughtered everybody else. She was a survivor and Luke gave her to Han to take to Jakku. I don't think the Knights of Ren were They may not have, but I think ultimately Um, though she was still a survivor of that temple. She may have been the only survivor of the last class of Jedi trained by Luke before he went into hiding. 
And it would make sense for why Han is lingering around that area trying to find the ship. Because you could definitely see, yeah, he's on a bender after the loss of Ben and all this stuff. Him and Leia have split, making bad decisions, whatever the real it may be. question is, we see Luke in the vision with uh, R2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's there on the field after Kylo Ren has, after Ben Solo has done all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't see a lightsaber on Luke, did we? No. No. Do we think there was a fight between them and Luke lost his lightsaber? I don't think so. Okay. I um, think he probably will still have his, his, his saber from Jedi when we see him in the next movie. Okay. Well, if not, he'll have a new one that he... Yeah, you know, I, would, so, I mean, I it's one so. way or another, thought, he's not going to what's the saber one. that... Ray that was Anakin's. That it's Anakin's. Oh, okay. Anakin's. All right. That's the one he loses on Bespin. That okay. Luke loses on Bespin. Okay. Okay. Um, but even building from that, uh, how did R2 get to be in the hands of the Resistance? Did uh, he leave R2 there to go off and do I think he was. Thing? I think he was left behind. Well, I, I actually, like I said, that goes back, I think, a little and bit that, my that's... theory of if Han's the one that delivers, right? Because every time you see them, there's constantly these, these knowing glances between the two of them. A lot of these proper nods to him be like, well, I think you should join the crew and such and such and such. And it always felt like there was something between them. Um I always I'm, felt like it was almost like an uncle niece. That's exactly yeah, what it felt too. But it Which, felt like if she Han is who the, we think she is, then that's exactly what the relationship. It kind of was. felt like Han yeah. was the one that probably picked her up and R two. Yeah. And we have another guest joining us. <laughs> a wild luchy has appeared. Mike, <laughs> grab a seat. We are doing. They're in the middle I'm, of the spoiler. Cast. I don't. And I. I missed part of the beginning of this. Is it possible that she's an illegitimate daughter of Han's? Was was no, was that I'm, brought up? I'm thinking Luke would. Well, no, but I mean that's a possibility. Yeah, but is is it possible that she's an illegitimate uh, uh, child I, of, I of Hans <laughs> after they split? He doesn't. You don't think? acknowledge her as his daughter? Okay, because she has to be. I think the we other could all side like, of it is she's force sensitive. Hans yeah. not. Well, not only is she force sensitive. The very important thing is going back to uh, oh uh, uh, Empire. Yes. You know when. Uh, Luke is training with Yoda. He goes into the cave. He, those are all very, very familial sensitive, you know. Mm-hmm. And and her reaction to the saber means she's got to be obviously from the bloodline. But I just I don't see Luke. She has having to be a Skywalker. A, I don't see Luke having a daughter. I just. But why the fuck doesn't she remember anything? Because I don't. She think, was five. She was a baby. Yeah. Or I she don't was. Know. Anything she actually five. looked older to me. But I, I, yeah, I think she from young. having kids. Could she? I think she could have had, had a force force suppressed in her. Could, is, is there so is there any and you know the lore is there is there any possibility that that those memories if you want to go all were back suppressed? to the six Star Wars system there's a force power called white memory yeah so, yes. well then so there is the potential that I mean which makes sense if you're trying to protect somebody because the last thing you need is a four or five year old running around talking about training with Jedi you know if you're really gonna stick somebody out in a in a, in, in a rural in the middle of nowhere place, that's overall, what you're going to do. Everybody here does agree. We all still think she's yeah. Okay. And and going back to your point too about um, you know how did R two end up with um, end up with the resistance is I think that moment that we see in the flash of Luke and R two D two like when he's putting his hand on I think that's the moment where they're separating. 
Like the that's him. Separating. That's like the that's him. Or... Tell that's the moment he's telling R two we need to go. You need to ways. shut down until yes. you you'll know when. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of did that the... break anyone else's heart? Because that I thought that with R two. Oh, when we got down. to see the tarp get. That was that was another room. moment I cried. Yeah. One of the five billion moments I cried in that movie. The other side <laughs> of that is R two had part of the map. Luke had to have sent away the other part mm-hmm. of the map. Yes. And where sense. was it? It was on Jakku with Ray. Yeah, oh, that's they an were separated, point. but. They weren't. What a coincidence! Separated. It was there somewhere. And how? How? And we have our our random character that we don't know very much about. That was Max von Sydow. Mm -hmm. How the hell did he have it? Who is he in the grand scheme of things? Is that somebody the one who dropped them off? Uh, He could could be be the grandfather, Lord Van Tecken, on the other side. Yeah. And there's a lot of theories out there right now that he's um, Kanan. Yeah, I I love that one. (laughs) Kanan from Rebels. There's a lot of theories that he's Kanan from Rebels. I know. He'd be the right age. He actually would be the right age. He would be the right age, but even... No, no, because he's actually... He would be be the same age, if not a little bit older than Han? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. He's older than Han. Yeah, but not by much. Um, Ezra's Luke and Leia's age. Yeah. So that gives you a guide. But that that also begs the question, too, that if Luke had part of the map, R2 had part of the map, and, you know, the map was spread out, did, is this something that Luke did figured he did he do it on purpose knowing that at the right time he would be found he, or that just eventually someone would find him I was going to say always in motion is the future mm-hmm. you can't judge where things are going to end up you can only try to guide it okay so he knew when he did this eventually he tried he, to he, guide it to he would be the best outcome okay he knew he wouldn't be able to stop the flood of Kylo Ren in the First Order, but he knew he would be able to put pieces in place that would help the Resistance. Okay. Would All eventually right, I stop it or change it. Yeah. So, that, All right, I can... That's why he went into hiding, because he knew he needed to wait. Yeah. Much like Obi-Wan needed to wait. Mm-hmm. But that's why Obi-Wan in the voiceover knows Rey's name. Oh, and how awesome is the fact that Ewan McGregor came back to record that line? And then he jumped on his motorcycle and rode away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read that too. Which 17 did. months later, he'd gone around the world. Because, well, why not? I saw the documentary. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, um, crap. I don't even know where we are anymore in, um, in this. I just, I don't know. Uh, Han Solo just got stabbed. Han's down. That was the saddest point. Down. I was very disappointed God, Bill. <laughs> Every time. Can I just say, Han's proud down. moment that Han named his son Ben. For yeah. me, that was no. a problem. Wasn't that? That was such I, a gut punch, think though. That was a gut punch. That was, who do you I think, think did that? Leia. You think I Leia named him? I think both that. Oh, yeah, it would make more he, sense. She knew. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're yeah. my only hope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, okay. but, but, but even in a new hope, what he, brought all he, them liked, together. he liked Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> and, 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 and since then, has learned how much of a part of everything he was. Yeah, and like I said, it was... Ben was the one that brought them all together, mm-hmm. and it made a lot of sense. So, but I think again that was that was such because like everybody saw that scene and we're like I think uh, the video we watched beforehand they brought it up best. It's kind of like who has a confrontation on a bridge with no guardrails? And like the moment you saw that, like well there goes Han. I, I and we all just sat there just waiting. There were guardrails in Empire Strikes Back. 
No, but they were comparing it to the scene with Obi-Wan when he was turning off okay. the, the yeah. tractor beam. Mm-hmm. Right. Where there's like, no There's, that, there's never guardrails. Like, look at, like, the <laughs> Phantom Menace 2, for fuck's sake. That entire fight. Like, it's just a kickoff. And, like, like, look at, like, Kenobi goes off and just catches an edge. Yes. Like... Then in this world, there are no, there's no OSHA and there's no, yeah. like, housing inspectors that say... <laughs> well, oh, it's like the, the only times that guardrails are important and when it, it adds to the scenery in mm-hmm. your balcony. Mm-hmm. I'm, he sliced into a lightsaber in Empire Strikes Back. I mean... I've, I've got to be honest, I didn't see that coming. It was in really? retro... Yeah, no, and I hate saying that. I hate admitting that. Because in retrospect, it's obvious what was going to happen. Yeah. But I was sort of like, the moment, he, the, the moment he screamed his name, I was like, okay. Right. No. Yeah. Actually, I honestly... the moment that everybody realized Han was dying in that movie? Even before you realized it, before the movie was coming out, that you're like, most likely, Harrison Ford is the not The second they this. stepped onto the bridge. No, no. The second that lightsaber went through his chest cap yes. and out oh, his back, I was like, I don't think he's making it. I had a slight shred of hope for a moment. That he wasn't going to die on that I, I thought it was going to be a screwy... I thought he was going to die no, the moment it. that he invited Ray to be part of the crew and said, by the way, Chewie really likes you. And then, even right after that, when he and Leia said goodbye to each other. Oh, that was horrible. I'm not training my partner, I'm training my replacement. Uh, I thought he was going to die from the moment in the trailer when he said, <laughs> we're home. It's true. It's oh, true. Yeah, it's oh. true. All of it. Because oh, that hit me as the only one aspect of... I'm the sage here to give you the lay of the land. Impart my knowledge before I leave. But going on that note too, uh, going back to what we had said earlier, I'm I'm in this. I'm in the boat that I don't think Han's death was a sacrifice, like Obi Wan's was. No, no, I I, I, I don't. I think Han Han honestly believed that That there was was a chance. he was he was leaving there with his son. I think it was a sacrifice. I don't mm, think he take it from that and make it a martyr. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For yeah, the moment, he did risk his life. Yes. From the moment that he was, from the moment that he called out his son's name, he knew that either he was leaving with his son or he wasn't leaving at all. Like he was with he or without also, his son. I think he's he was, smart enough to also know that the chances weren't very high. No. Never tell him the odds. Nope. Yeah. He had yeah. he had in his mind that there was a new hope that. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry, it just happened so He, had it, he but, had it in his mind that there was an A and H. fucking hell, guys. This is like real all, all over again. Smack everybody here in a minute. All right, yeah. Except so, you. Okay. <laughs> who, who will at least state, though, like, his final moment of him just brushing Ben's cheek before he uh, come oh out? Oh, my God. That was... Dude, I lost it. That was... Trickle. Yeah, gonna... Trickle right and down then the cheek. Ch- yeah. then Chewie's rage right after that. Uh, like, yeah, don't bring it up again. I'm going to shoot you in the side and then blow the hell out of this place. I'm surprised that Chewie was so blinded bit by rage that he only hit him in the side. Like, yeah, yeah. Come you on, Chewie. I know you're a better shot than that. <laughs> yeah, but that, if you that killed him, kind of... they did. They did put some distance on. There was a lot yeah. of distance there. Yes. <laughs> if he'd killed him, it would. Anytime kind of anybody with gets hit with a bowcaster, he should have fell off the rail too. We saw it in the movie like twelve times. <laughs> again, <Yeah>. again. <laughs> they they obviously showed that the bowcaster, that Chewie's bowcaster specifically, is not as powerful as it should have been because Han Solo was like, "Here, let me see that." Boom! I shot the bowcaster. Humans are not to supposed to be able to shoot bowcasters. Well, you can shoot it. You just can't reload yeah, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, I know I one of the things I've heard other people say is, too, that the same way that we've seen other characters return in ghost form, 
Do we think that could happen with Han? Because no. it's no. only no, happened with Jedi. He, he didn't die in front of a Skywalker. Oh shit! Probably because the only but, because the only ghosts we've seen have been Jedi I, or I, people who have the Force. Yeah. Who else watched all the Clone Wars? I did. What yeah. happens with uh, Qui Gon, and how does he teach Obi Wan how to come back through the Force? I didn't, didn't watch it, so I don't know. That was the, last, the last season of the uh, of the Clone Wars, there's a three episode arc with Yoda actually going out to try to figure out oh, yeah. how, how yeah, to what, yeah. become a spirit and return from the dead to provide advice at the request of Qui Gon Jinn. He then teaches Obi Wan in the form of I have something important to teach you that he mentions in the yeah. very tail end of episode three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this isn't something that just happens. This is something you have to be trained to do. Correct. Right. Okay. It and takes it takes insane amounts of, uh, of of patience with the force and understanding. It, and it, it's so, it's something that it's something that Qui Gon learned from the Sith. Oh, is it? I really. And that and that when, and the moment of Han's Sith cave on Dagobah. Oh right. And the moment of that's Han, why Yoda was guarding it. The moment of Han's death was another moment that we saw the ability or the the presence of the force in leia because the moment that han dies she senses it yeah so she has we know that she has that did she sense that or did she sense her son either way it's still it's still it's still a distance uh feeling couldn't be both i I hate to say it though too but the moment that they actually fired off um uh the actual cannon for the new planet yeah whatever the fuck star killer base my brain went right to Futurama, and it was just the professor back. Oh, the Jedi's are going to feel this one. What <laughs> <laughs> that can—that's one of the things I'm, I'm kind of curious about. Why did Leia not pursue any kind know. of training? We we have no idea because she knows she knows they she's have, that's still, Anakin's nobody, nobody daughter. Nobody says she hasn't, but they haven't she, gotten into it yet. She okay. specifically said she went back to doing what she did best, right. which is being a general, being ruling. Yeah, but a Jedi general. Versus a regular we already saw those. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. How did that work out for him? <laughs> okay, not so good. Good, good point. Good point. <laughs> at, least, um, at least I'm not using clone drips anymore. I, that's another so, thing I wasn't happy with. I wasn't happy with the planet destroying planet. Okay, so okay, let's too get reminiscent. Into that, we haven't touched the plot. Yeah, yeah too reminiscent of of um, the Death Star. We had a, yeah again Both another Death Star kind of idea. It's even acknowledged. Although technically, the movie, it's a there's Death always plan. a way to blow it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was a good nod. I mean, there was a lot of things thrown in for And then we got humorous, to see but... a very, very old Admiral, Ak- uh, Admiral Akbar who just made me kind of sad when he started talking. And I'm like, he sounds like he was like 500 years old. I'm like, oh, man. I'm just happy he didn't have Gilrot, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy that they, like I said, I was a little worried that when they did show characters like him that they didn't like say anything about magnitude or trap mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um I'm, I'm I'm very happy that they didn't go into that direction. But like I said, it was um this actually brought up though the whole attack on Starkiller Base brought up one of Fish's biggest issues and one of my biggest issues. But we got clarification, but not from the movie. Mm-hmm. Why the hell was the resistance such so a small strike small? force? After yeah. my math, it's about twenty X wings that go in and only eight that come out. Right. Which is they, about they equal to better than the first Death Star. Which was about... But they was, went in with fewer than the first Death Star. They went in with fewer Sorry. than the first Death so Star. So do you want to go out over what you found to give us our actual answer on this one? So... Go for it. Okay, so <laughs> we have found out the resistance and the understanding of the resistance in this world. Because everybody is complaining, like, why wasn't this the Republic that was involved in this? All this 
So this is from the Force Awakens Encyclopedia. Apparently. Apparently. So I, I don't supposedly. Own it, so I can't say so for sure. From what it says in once this, once I own is, it, I will confirm. The Resistance is a small private force created by Princess Leia Organa to keep watch on the movement of the First Order. Though she petitions the New Republic, which was, was the Rebel Alliance, um, the New Republic government for support, she finds the politics of the Senate too slow and too mirrored in self-interest to be any help. The New Republic tolerates the Resistance. That was very wary of risking war with the First Order. So that's why the resistance is so damn small. Yeah. It but hey, where did, where did that not wanting to get involved get the uh, the New Republic, huh? <laughs> but we have got confirmation that that was not Coruscant or anything It, it like was that. not well, Coruscant, but it presumably is Naboo. No, the, no. Mm -mm. It wasn't Naboo. Not because, because, uh, because, I thought they, because I thought the new... No, it's on something prime. It's yeah, but the, but the rebel... What was it? The I thought the what was it? The Illyrian system was where the resistance was. Um, I'm trying to remember where the Republic was based out of. Uh, it, it's a system that's actually it was, they stated it's the first time the system's ever been brought up in the movies. They've okay. been in, they're in aftermath, but that's it. Um, so, but it was I thought one thing that was kind of interesting though when they brought that up, it was a really interesting nod to a New Hope. Where they actually brought up the idea when, like, Tarkin and Vader and everybody were on the Death Star and having their conversations with the Star Destroyer, wherever they were at, and saying, the last of the Old Republic has been swept away, they've dissolved the Senate. It kind of mirrored that. And know what it kind of was, felt like they were trying to tell us? We're not doing the politics stuff in this series. Instead, we're just blowing up. We're, we're getting rid of that, and we're kind of telling you up front that this is not a part of this trilogy. It's more of the personal story again. That's kind of really felt like they were kind of trying to get across them, but they did it very quickly that I think a lot of people could have missed it. That's fair. Uh, but it does mirror that idea that they said, Senate's gone. Done. Yeah. And this is saying, the New Republic, gone. It is the First Order and the Resistance, and that's it. So the Resistance are now, it's Didn't, a new Rebel Alliance. Wasn't that also the, the strike scene from Maz's place? No. Which no. which planet was it that they were able to view? That was where the New... Well, that was... You, yeah. That well, they... They saw it from Maz's place. That's so it was within at least a close enough system that they could have right. seen the strike. What do people think of Maz? Maz. I loved Maz. it. Maz Kanata. Maz. I thought she was awesome. <laughs> can, can I just say that that was one of my favorite parts of that movie because it was an absolute throwback to the cantina, not just in feel, but in the mixture of the amount of actual costuming, alien costuming that was done in there. I know there was CGI mixed in, but I couldn't tell what was what. There wasn't a lot. Mm -mm. Um, Ma Maz was the most CGI. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually would say too. I really like the fact that a lot of people were thinking she could be one of Yoda's race. I've no. been hearing a lot of rumblings about that. I know she's not, but I, I love the fact that this is somebody that's been around for a thousand. Yeah, I was going to say she's one of definitely. She's the got a lot of history. Lived. She has a lot of knowledge. And I like the fact that I was really worried in my brain when they brought up. It's like here's the CG character, and you saw her, and like, is this going to be? Chunky the, the eyes, I think, were the actual uh, eyes of the... They were the actress. eyes of the actress. Really? Yeah. Oh. Did not know that. Yeah. Good that touch. Cool. She was all CG, but her eyes she were the actual motion. Cap, and that's where they always have problems with CG eyes. Yeah. But yeah. I really liked... But I, And even... You know what? I'm actually very happy they said, where did you get the saber? That's a story for another. Uh, that's what I was going to talk about. I didn't oh. have a problem. She got it from Luke. Okay. Again, setting pieces in place. Oh... But it's kind okay. of Luke. That makes sense. Okay. But that was reminiscent of Obi-Wan. It's kind of like, you know, not telling the full story yet. Yeah. 
But, I mean, I think maybe it's the choice of her dialogue there that was a little weird. But ultimately, though, again, this movie was so fast-paced. So for them to have to break down and slow down what was about to happen, that would have been a very bad time in that movie to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there was another way around that, unfortunately. And honestly, like, it was kind of saying, these characters need to get to this point. We still have to show you the stuff that a lot of people want to see still. Mm -hmm. And we still have to wrap this up in X amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a story I'm really looking forward to not getting glossed over. I, I'd rather them say, it's a story for another time that says, here's your three-sentence explanation. I'd rather them see that explore that in the next movie. Yeah. Or a supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Something, whatever, where they can really give that yeah, adequate thought. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think Maz was she was a very welcomed addition. Um, Absolutely, she did survive, she did. right? Yes. She did. Okay, she actually climbed out with Chewbacca. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. she was awesome. Dude, she's well, lived she, for a thousand years. She, she, she gave Finn a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. She, that's yeah. right. I, said, that's I don't right. have a weapon, and she said, "You're holding one." <laughs> I didn't actually see the no, movie, I so I don't know it. if she. I don't know who caught that. Okay. So what is the next point people want to talk about? I guess I would assume Ray's first moment with the chest? Sure. I'll let you dive into that <laughs> one, because I know you've been waiting on that one. No, no, I haven't really been waiting on that one. The The big thing that I wanted to say was I am pretty sure she got the lightsaber from Luke. Simply because uh, she knows Han. Yeah. Who hangs out with Han a lot, you know... Is Luke. Well, <laughs> who, who's right before his right. son slaughtered right. all well, of his know. students? And, and what better place to get? And he's trying to set it up so that his daughter has a chance throughout the whole movie mm -hmm. to face this evil that he knows is coming, mm -hmm. and he has no way of stopping. Which is why I think he doesn't have a lightsaber. Why it got lost somewhere along the way? Because mm -hmm. that, that that, and he's willing to give up the thing that he knows will draw her to him. She has access to the piece of the map that's missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As soon as she gets her hands on the lightsaber, she's going to find it and then head to R2 because it's what he envisions happening. It's a roundabout way of it happening, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's one character we haven't talked about at all yet, uh, and that is Snoke. Um, Who, I was very thankful, <clears throat> turned out to not be a 12-foot Large 12 creature. Foot. He was like 25 feet. He was like and, 30 feet. And yeah. just a hologram. I know. Yeah. I, know. Like I was relieved about that yeah. too. I mean, but at least when we like... first saw the Emperor as a hologram, he wasn't huge. You know, was like he was head. normal size. No, no, or, he was huge. It was just his head. It was just his head. Just his head. But this time we saw a full body sitting right. in a chair, and I was like, oh, thank God he's not that big. What? Mm. See, I want, I think I want him to be that big. I know, so did I. I was to be that big. Because then it has too much of a Thanos feel. Which, you're just taking Marvel and putting That's Star like Galactus. I don't want to see that yeah, in a Star Wars either. movie. Dude, it's Star Wars. Wait, there, there could be a race of people <laughs> that yeah, large there, out there. Why some... wouldn't there be a Sith from that race if it was possible? <laughs> Did anybody like the scars on his face? Uh, he definitely took a blaster to the mug. There's he definitely like he he took a saber to the face. A saber, sorry, not a blaster. He definitely Which is why I think Luke doesn't have a saber. Ooh. Uh, well, right now, who, who, are you going to go ahead? But is that Luke's doing? Or is that? I think. I, don't think is doing. I think that Sidious is doing. I don't think he's Plagueis. I definitely think he's Plagueis. I actually have a really good theory. I kicked to, to Fesh today, and it actually made a lot of sense. Um, the more and more I've thought about it, the more and more it's making sense. What has been the one key thing through all the Star Wars lore? Balance in the Force. Okay, so even if you if we kick through this super fast, mm -hmm. Episode One. 
Qui-Gon interferes with Anakin's destiny to become the balance of the Force in the giant D8 in space in the Clone Wars. Nope. That's not where I was going with it. Okay. <laughs> Palpatine has is the master at this point in time and has Maul. That's his apprentice. That's who is moving forward the ranks. You've got probably multiple other things that are out there in the Force. We have an off-balance in the Force at the start of Episode 1. Episode 2 continues. That starts to shift even more so. We have the loss of that, but then Count Dooku, who's not, as we understand, though, a Sith at that point. He's just a dark Force user. No, oh, he is Sith. He is a fully Sith? Yeah, he's yeah. fully working for oh, Darth Tyrannus. He's point. Darth Tyrannus. He is Darth Tyrannus. He uh, hired Jango Fett to become the yeah. clone yeah. and impersonated Cypher Dias to create the clone army. Right. But for ultimately, the Republic. But ultimately, when you're looking at angle. when you're looking at the whole end of that saga, you are still looking at the remnants of the Jedi. And yes, there are the scattered ones about. But if you're looking at that Master Apprentice idea from what's front and center to us, we've got Obi Wan and Yoda, mm-hmm. and then we have one person. We have Palpatine and Anakin. Yep. So we have our two. So let's call him Vader if we're going to well, Vader. Vader. But, yeah, okay. but you technically you technically have so balance. So you have your two and two that are in the forefront of the universe. We get to a new hope. We have Yoda and Ben still. Mm-hmm. At the death of Ben, we immediately get Luke in that role. So you have your balance there. All we know of at this point is Vader and Palpatine, and this continues up until Jedi. That so the by the time that we hit. The death of both Anakin and the death of Palpatine. We only have Luke left. Where is the balance in the Force? There isn't one. Again, this goes back all the way to episode I still one, think there was. Where Qui-Gon, because he's concentrating on the here and now, and he says so himself, he wasn't supposed to be there. Palpatine sent him there. To interfere with the whole destiny of the one who was supposed to bring balance to the Force. There is no balance to the Force because Anakin never fulfilled his destiny. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying is ultimately that there was... St- I, there, my thought is there was still balance at the end of that movie. There doesn't have to be any. Oh, I know. But I'm saying is it felt like there was, though, still in my mind. Because everybody always looks at that moment when Palpatine died. And everybody's like, why would he, like this just rush of energy fl- like flood up out of this the, the Death Star before it even blew? Well, that was... When see, blowing. see, and I, I, I argue the point that Anakin did fulfill his de- destiny. I did too, because I, there, there was so, there was so much quote good. The, Je- the Jedi of the Jedi were so overpowered, so overwhelming. So many more, and the, the, the and Sith he, were so underpowered. He brought balance by wiping out most of the Jedi, which were in excess. And it's yeah. actually the opposite because the Jedi were losing power as the Emperor was they, growing in power. They, and they then were he even the playing field yet again at the end. He balanced the force twice. No. Um, <laughs> I, I have a question before we yeah, continue any further when it comes to balance in the force. And okay. this is just something I've been thinking about as you guys have been talking about this. But then you get into rebels and all that if, other bullshit and then you have inquisitors and, blah, 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 and there blah, blah, blah. are other Jedi still around. I know. So. Yeah. If there has to be balance to the force that you there technically... But, go for but let's just say they're dead. That's what they're aiming for. And... Sorry. Which would happen? Which in other in layman's terms would pretty much mean in order for there to be good, there has to be evil. Would that necessarily mean that in order to wipe out all evil, no good could exist either? Yes. Okay. But my my still ultimately my thoughts where it comes to this trilogy specifically on how it's starting. Who the hell taught Kylo Ren? Who else Luke. would be a Luke? No, and then 
I'm well, saying I think Luke, Luke trained him before Snoke, he turned. But Snoke. But how the hell would Snoke be a grandmaster of mm. the Sith at this point in time? If he's Sith. Oh, he's definitely. He's got to be Sith. There's no question. There's no question in my brain that he's not I'm Sith. I'm gonna go with that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? If why? Why Sith. would he let Kylo? Well, why would he let Ben Solo go off and join the Knights of Ren, who have nothing to do with the Sith? They're just collecting a whole bunch of Sith artifacts, which is where he learned to use his powers, mm-hmm. and where hmm. the Supreme Chancellor. I uh, still yeah, think uh, it's Plagueis. Yeah, which which is why I don't think it's Plagueis. Because because we got confirmation from Palpatine that he killed Plagueis. But I don't trust Palpatine. Out of every character in the Star Wars universe, he's the one person you just well, don't no, trust no, what he said. But he was no. talking to the one person that he had no. But he to also to. used Vader constantly. Yeah, yeah, but but he but he always but he does uh, he does the thing that he always does, which is the most convincing thing, which is he doesn't lie. He, tells he the has truth. he has he just his, admits he, that it's him. Yeah. <laughs> He, he does. He doesn't lie about it. He leaves it. that part out. He's like, "Oh, well, there was this ancient master, Darth Plagueis, who could conquer death until his apprentice killed him." <laughs> they did say, though, there. If you go back through their interviews for the Force Awakens, they did say there was a major connection to the prequel trilogy that a lot of people haven't figured out, and that's the only one that makes sense at all in this universe right now. Snoke is, is I, Boba Fett. Can I, can I just throw in for a second? No, 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 no. no. That would be awesome. Finn, be awesome. Finn is Lando's grandson. That doesn't go all the way back to the previous. I know. I, it was, <laughs> I was trying to be funny. He's saying, he's one, he's one, it does somebody it, related and, to Mace Windu. You want to, it's not true. <laughs> I'm sticking with my theory. Snoke is Boba Fett. Or, okay. or Snoke actually has the one ring of power. Oh, <laughs> go. Yeah. Good lord. Alright, so we have strayed far from the movie at this point. He's played by Andy Serkis. Yeah, there we go. So he's an ape. Well, if you want, I'll talk more about the D8 in space later. (laughs) (laughs) So where where were we before we got off on a very deep tangent? So we're 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 pretty much at the very end of everything. Yeah. So we're now at the point where we've got the space battle happening. Oh, actually, one thing. Before that, when Kylo Ren is uttering words to the melted helmet of Darth Vader saying... I will finish what you started. What is he referring to? Is he referring wiping to... Wiping out the Jedi, because well, again, they view all of that as legend. Is it wiping out the I Jedi, or turning Luke to the dark side? I disagree with that, too. <laughs> but go ahead, because that sounds interesting. I, <laughs> I honestly think it's turning Luke to the dark side, because what was Vader... Well, not necessarily Vader was trying to do. The Emperor wanted Vader to do was to turn Luke to the dark side. You know, he kept saying to, you know, strike him down, you know, release your, your anger, release your rage. And, and, and Vader was playing into it. He was, you know, con- you know, constantly attacking him, trying to get him to defend himself, trying to get him to attack back, things like that. And, you know, was, while Kylo Ren was being trained by Luke, was Kylo, you know, saying, look, you need to, or, you know, was he trying to even follow, like, a more neutral path? Look, you need to use the force in this manner. You can't be all good. You know, the force is supposed to be balanced. Was he originally what we, you know, those things that float around a gray Jedi initially thinking, I need to actually bring balance to the force and not be all good, all light all the time. You just try like two words that fishes could be no, no, that yeah. actually goes back to the D8 in space. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is Anakin's true destiny, is to become the father. 
to be the balance of the force. Uh-huh. So basically what you're saying is that Luke is chaotic no, no, no. neutral? No, no. Luke, Luke and Leia have nothing to do with this. His destiny is broken by the time they're born. Okay. This happens before that. This happens during the Clone Wars. Which, he yeah, which I'm not familiar with. He encounters a... He, Apparently Obi-Wan I need to watch. And Ahsoka encounter yeah. this thing in space. Oh, the father, doesn't the exist. father, the it's daughter called and Mortis. Son. Yep, um, and it has three beings of the Force who are so ancient that there's no record of the many. Three amazing, amazing. Episodes. Uh, the mother is missing. Um, in the old EU, that was Callista who ended up being involved with Luke at yep. some point later. But we're not going to go into that because that's the old EU and that's legacy stuff now. Yeah, going to set that aside. Um, so the mother is missing for no apparent reason. There's the father, the daughter, and the son. And that is what they are called. The father is the balance. The daughter is the light side. The son is the dark side. And basically, the father literally tells Anakin, you're supposed to take my place because I'm about to die. Without me, there's no balance to the force. Everything's going to be chaos. And Anakin is cocky, so he doesn't listen. And he ends up killing all three of them. Mm-hmm. Well, spoiler. Sort of. The, <laughs> I'll the, have to watch. We're doing a spoiler cast, guy. The damn. brother, the brother kills the sister <laughs> of Clone Wars. And then the father distracts <laughs> the logic. son so that Anakin can kill them both. He brought balance to the Force, not the way it was intended. So it. Are these on Netflix? Yes, yes. Yeah. it's okay. amazing. This I know. I'm going to watch all. They, 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 they are. Rebels is um, going up in January. Uh, anyway. Um, that <laughs> builds into this whole there is no more balance in the force we, we don't have to follow the order Anakin the fucked that all up anymore. Yeah, Anakin already threw that rule out the window by killing everybody involved with beings of ancient beings of who were manifest of the force damn it Anakin pretty much <laughs> way to ruin it for everybody yeah, right? <laughs> um, what I was thinking as far as where were we we're getting close to the end. Um, With uh, your finish, you know, finish what he started in right. terms of, you know. Actually... What I was thinking was, what, what did Anakin want in Episode Two? He wanted to bring peace to the galaxy. He wanted to do it through Force. Mm-hmm. Not the Force, mind but you, force. but brute Force, brute Force. <laughs> if there necessary. we go. He wanted to just solve all the galaxy's problems by being the person in charge. Yeah, I think that's what Ben is after. I think that's what Ben is going to try to complete is unifying the galaxy under one banner. And then Luke's like, "Man, I gotta rechange my lesson plan really hardcore next time I open up the school." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, so one of the things we didn't touch on before we get to the end, end is real quick. Oh yeah, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I know exactly what you're gonna do. Anakin's destiny is uh, season three of the Clone Wars episodes 15, 16, and 17. It's called Overlords, Altar of Mortis, and Ghosts of Mortis. I just Um, added them to my Netflix queue. They are really worth watching and really give you a complete idea of what Anakin's true destiny was. And honestly, you can just find really great lists for Clone Wars of just the things, the only things you really need to watch. Not every episode. Versus watching all of it. Yeah, because there's six seasons. Yeah. yeah if people but the last season's like eight episodes. No. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately still, there's there's some chunks that you can watch truncated and get with a whole picture and a really crystal clear picture of if everything want, that went you down. Can publish my list to the site. Okay. If you have a site. Yeah, 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 yeah we do. Okay. Um, 
so before we get into the the massive fight at the end, um, let's look at uh, one thing we didn't really touch upon is Ray's use of the Force prior to the end. Mm -hmm. uh, more so like her confrontation with Kylo Ren uh, during the interrogation scene that they had. Um, her attempt, well, her attempt and ultimate success of using the Jedi mind trick. Um, what do we think about that stuff? Is that problematic at all for any, anyone? Or? No, I'm cool with it. Yeah, that's good. I, I don't know. It's not problematic. It's telling of how much more powerful than Luke she even is. She's such a badass. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of. And and I, and 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 I would say uh, possibly even Anakin. Like she's. She's it gotten grip on some concepts there. It yeah, it kind of seems like uh, through the progression of the three trilogies, the Force is getting stronger and stronger and stronger when there's l a lower amount of users well, there. Well, because it's being concentrated in those one, users of the Force. To one person. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of feels like it's just, right now, Luke and, and her. And we don't know in the position and mental state that Luke really is in. Well, that whole, that whole balance with the Force thing and, and, and Jedi being... You know, more powerful than Sith at, at episode one. I think that the balance shifted again at at this point, and there are there's, you know, uh, the it kind of feels like Ray and and Ben right now are the direct channels for the light and the dark. I think they're the the biggest, but I yeah. think I I, I think uh, Ren has has all the competition with other people trying going after the power that the Sith out mm -hmm. had, and you have the Knights of Ren and um uh, so uh. So himself, like, like there are other channels that the dark side is going into. Mm -hmm. It's diluting his power, dilutes his power, and, right. and which is why he he is one. Yes, holding back because he wants to bring her to the dark side, you know, and 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 have and, and have a student of his own. Mm -hmm. But two, like he's not he like. I think he recognizes how 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 much power he doesn't have. Kind of kind of like how Sidious knew how how underpowered he was compared to Vader. Right. And mm -hmm. and is going for the control. Actually, Sidious was more powerful than Vader, but we just never really saw it. Yeah, you saw it in the Dark Horse comics, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, I I, if I think Sidious used his power more. I I really I I really I really think and knew how to use it better. I'm gonna break out a bad word here. <laughs> If you go by the midichlorian count, oh. <laughs> damn it! Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's fine with explanations. It's Palpatine fine. <laughs> had more than Anakin. I actually think it was Palpatine who caused Anakin to become. Hmm. All right, and, that, so, and that's going way back into my own messed up ideas about Star Wars. Fair so, well, let's get to the last big important moment of all this. You the mean, lightsaber fight. Like the really intense no saber fight that we got between first off, after the death of Solo, we've got Finn versus Kylo Ren. Uh, and it's a very hurt Kylo Ren. I think one of the things that was the coolest thing that we got to see was him pounding his himself. fucking gut, uh, his gut shot. And it reminded me a little bit of um, Maul staying alive after episode one. It was just, it just the rage and the dark side just linking together and just getting past Here's it. a Clone Wars spoiler. Huh. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, because I know there were some people that weren't happy with the, the lightsaber fight. One of the people that we work with, for example, was, you know, oh, come on, you got a trained 
Dark Force user, how was he not able to defeat a lowly stormtrooper and then, you know, a what? Jedi in training? But my, my thought on it... I mean, well, yeah, but my my thought on it, honestly, is it goes back to his earlier temper tantrums. I don't think he was focused. He doesn't know. I think he the rage, yeah, the rage was upon him. It, no, and it is. It, it's that classic even, line when you hand somebody a sword that they've never used a sword. It's that idea of they're chopping trees. That's exactly what it yeah. is. Well, yeah, they're basically the equivalent of lumberjacks. They're swinging Finn, and swinging and swinging. Finn should have been it's destroyed. All pure rage. It's a hit to hurt and hit to kill. And that's all no, no, it was. No, no. What they I'm saying is it. the reason Finn survived is because Ren's rage was not allowing him to focus enough to defeat what should have technically been a very easy, easy fight for him. Yeah, fight for I him. That. You know, and, and I do think that ties into yeah. his earlier uh, showings of just a complete and utter lack and of control. No reason he should have owned him. And there's no he reason really that should've. Finn couldn't that's hold that. his own a bit because he even saw the stormtroopers in that world in that time frame. They taught them melee combat they, yeah. to go against people with sabers. But, but they wouldn't have weaponry like yeah, that. Hands down, though, a trained lightsaber user with the force on a side versus even a well-trained stormtrooper in melee, the force it's user should have won very quickly. No. You don't in, think so? No, I absolutely think he not. Should have in in maybe in the first tr- first trilogy during the Clone Wars. Absolutely. Oh, Episode but, Three. No, no. Well, the Magna Guard. No, mm-hmm. Grievous but, is Magna Guard. They use the same. Sword, yeah, they but they, they, they do. Fight. But but it, but it, but in general, but it but it wouldn't be. It's not an easy fight. Okay. Right. So my my whole point with all of it is that there aren't any there aren't any of these nobody from for them to learn from. There's there's no there's literally no one left who knows the old the, the old ways who who is going to be able to train the old ways. They have to like <coughs> they have Sorry. to rebuild and and, 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 and and they have to rebuild holograms. and and holograms <laughs> like like they have to piece this together. The best the best fighter probably currently. Is probably Luke, mm-hmm. who now knows how to fight and will be and, and and should be able to do some of the more ridiculous Jedi things. Right. Mm-hmm. And during still, battle, and he never learned and changed. Who, who would have taught yeah. him to fight with a saber? He with holocrons. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Depending on what he could even Ghosts. find, though. Yeah. And the, and the and spirits. The but they've even said though at this point we only know that the spirits can only do that for so long. Right. Uh, they're using. They're constantly using what is left of their energy. Every time that they do that, we do know that. No, no, well, no. that's what it kind of sounded like in Canada. Yeah, it's fine. All right, that's a that's a that we're uh, we're, we're splitting hairs on that. Let's, yeah, let's... I was, was going to say Obi Wan still knows her name. Yeah, that's true. Um, but ultimately, though, he says, "Ray, you've taken your first, your first step. Part, the steps." Yeah. Oh, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. That was right. so badass. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, but ultimately, I love the fact that, you know, you we got to see Finn. You know, Finn got severely hurt. I love oh, that fight. It reminded me of, like, I think if you look at episode one, two, and three as very well-choreographed fight scenes, episode four, five, and six was stage play sword fighting. And this was just visceral. This was survival. This was survival. They were visceral. They were meant to be short fights mm-hmm. and impactful yeah, fights. They have a lot of flourishes. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was that the no flips. <laughs> there was a lack of there was there was a lack of flips and flourishes, and it was, it was all pure tactics and survival. That's mm-hmm. the one thing I really appreciated out of those fights because that's what it should have been for these people, and it made sense. Okay. Kudos to Daisy Ridley too, because like the emotion she showed in that scene was just intense. It was awesome. Let's scooch forward oh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're a little a little out of range. Oh no. Um. 
But yeah, no, I, I really thought that was awesome to see, um, especially with... And again, we know... I'm very curious to see what's going to be... What Finn is going to be like in the next movie. Like, we saw him get his spine scorched straight down. Yeah. Possibly. And that's... It looked very yeah, close to it. Yeah, what people think was going to happen with that? Well, he had a heartbeat. That's always a good sign, which... Uh, you know, they very, very clearly said, we've got a heartbeat. And I was like, that's kind of cool. They didn't drop on a back to tank, though. So Yeah, that that was my It wasn't thing. just a flesh wound. Oh, well, no, no, no. It's got really good in 30 years, so back it could be like patches now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see. If you can replace a hand and back you can make a spray. hand work, why can't back you replace spray. a spine? It's like back It's cool. This- I, I, I honestly, I, I think he's going to be all right. It, oh, yeah. It, it is 30 years, I mean. We've come a long way in 30 years, so yeah. Yeah. you never know. But it, it ultimately really kind of depends on... I, I'm very curious to see what we're going to see out of Finn, or if they're making changes to him uh, at all, if they're going to do like cybernetics on him, anything like that, because from a lot of us playing the Star Wars tabletop games, you know, we know that's options out there. So it's... And, you know, it's... I'm very curious to see where that's going. Um, so we get love interest plot line does everybody think is going to happen to Finn and... Uh... Ray or the Finn and I hope Poe. so because I'd love to see that movie banned in the South. I was yeah, I was like I was going God, Finn and Poe. Romance. And he told him it looked good in it. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm he had very nice, well coiffed hair. That was a hetero style, hetero X-wing pilot. No, I'm, I'm, thinking Ray and, I'm thinking Ray and Chewie. <laughs> no, Maz and Chewie. Oh yeah, god! Oh good god. lord! Maz did say Maz, Maz would Where's fuck my Ray boyfriend? Up. Yeah, <laughs> she said it. I don't know. Ray and Ray and uh, Ray well, and here, we before, time before the we get into episode eight real quick, because we're gonna wrap up in about ten minutes here. Let's just finish off real quick. The end of the fight, we have our last oh, final yeah. big reveal. Um, you know, Ray's kind of pushed up against that wall. The force kind of kicks in in full. She has her moment where she pulls the saber, which very reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and Luke in the cave. Mm-hmm. With the uh, with the Wampa, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a really awesome kind of nod, but I think there was also a part of me when I saw that move, I really expected Luke to be standing there for just a split second in my head, where it was gonna. You're not the only one. I had my I had a coworker. I knew it wasn't thing. gonna be the case, but there was a part of me that was like that would have been also pretty awesome too. Um, yeah, but then that would have just ended the. Yeah, I know. I know. That's true. <laughs> um, and it would have taken away a lot from the the new characters yeah. that we really started to like at that mm-hmm. point. Um. But there was a part of me that was still like, I still want to see Luke, and was kind of hoping for a little you bit more. Did but get to. but then again, everything wrapped up. We got to see you Luke. You had to see him. That's all they the promised that you would see him. The groan when the credits popped was audible. Really? <laughs> yeah. I right. really? Well, it literally was like all Luke. I Luke. Was to I, see gotta, I need to get everybody's Boom. opinion on one oh. scene really quick right okay. before we hit that moment. What scene? So there's a lot of outcry right now on the internet that the money is that well <laughs> this one I've been hearing more so and then actually on a lot of sites though too like IGN the people that reviewed the, a lot of the people that reviewed that movie so when everybody gets back yeah Han's dead everything's happened before they're going to fly away on the Falcon to find Luke yeah um they the moment where Ray gets out of the ship of the Falcon looks at Leia and they hug and meanwhile Chewie just beelines right past Leia. Like, no emotion between the two of them whatsoever. He's too distraught yeah, to he, talk about he would lose it. You guys, yeah. Is that what your guys' thoughts are, too? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought we were going to say No, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I didn't um, either. I didn't think I didn't about think it. He beelines uh, right past her. There's be, no, no look, no, that, no acknowledgement, anything. That's his best friend. I was going to say, it could still also be that Han and Leia knew that it's, and Chewie knew it's 
you know, Luke's daughter. Mm-hmm. It's none of their places to tell her that. Yeah, and I, I agree on that too. And he knows that they're going to have a moment and he doesn't want to get That's in the a, way. Yeah. Chewbacca is at least tactful enough right. to know that. And then we have probably our most gut-wrenching scene, I think, in that entire movie. Um, is... can, oh, oh get... yeah, sure, yeah. sure. My one issue that I keep thinking about and it keeps coming back, back Han Solo states early in the movie how easy the Falcon is to track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do they take to go visit Luke in the mysterious system that nobody knows about? Oh, jeez. Oh, that's a really good Why point. Why would you take an easily tracked ship? They didn't think about it. They weren't thinking. Right. Yeah. But Chewie had... should have. They were tracking but the ship. Distraught. Now, granted, he had time to check over the ship. Or or maybe it possibly could have changed the responder transponder code um, so that it's no longer registered. Or maybe as a Falcon. It, mm-hmm. it, that's possible. Or it could just be the understanding that once they hooked up with Luke, it didn't really matter that they were on the radar because you've got one of the most powerful people and in they the found universe first. with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and they found yeah. him first. Yeah, which which yeah, do, yeah negates any concern about anybody else tracking them. And then the other side is the first order was on the run from the big explosion yeah. after yeah. the fact. So nobody's really too thinking d- about too tracking the Falcon. Discombobulated to really, yeah, be concerned about it. But, no, I mean, it is an excellent... I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good point. Yeah. So we finish up the film. Um, and like I said, I thought the most gut-wrenching scene, personally, for me, was we have the moment we see Rey in her new garb climb aboard the ship and get in the pilot seat next to Chewie. And that was the first real kick in my head where it was like, Han is really gone. And yeah. I don't know if that hit anybody else kind of the same know, way. Him falling down the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Really His gone. face but, lit up in red. But I mean, like, How? still that shot though of them. It was it was like that impact really kind of like once you got past the. Emotion I've got of it all. I've got a I've got a slight feeling though that it's possible Han fought the Balrog all the way down <laughs> and will return as Han the White as Han the White. <laughs> But no, I mean that. I think that moment though was really kind of <laughs> on the blue, maybe. <laughs> better, better chance. <laughs> Everything's fine here. But that moment kind of was like this amazing symbolism, though, of kind of like everything is moving forward. We're, we're really out of the old now. Like for as much as people bitch and moan about the recycled plot lines here and there, that moment really felt like we are now on a really brand new adventure, and we have no idea yeah. where it's going. Yeah. Again, um, the, the 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 only that was that brought me to one of the things I was unhappy with was the the. I think I mentioned earlier, the planet killer. Just too reminiscent of one. I get the nods. I love the nods. I, I know. Very happy I mean, like when you the... go back to the comics and the long-standing stories yeah. that were really big, like the Dark Saber but... and all these other things and the Planet Eaters. And... Yeah, but the other There's side of been, that that's would been be... been around for so long in Star Wars lore. The other so... side of that, I guess, would be what other choice did they have? Yeah. You either build a super weapon or you admit that you're never going to be able to take the Republic out. Yeah, Yeah. so kind of... And even if it's a one-shot, like, we do this once and this is all we can use this thing for, whatever, and that's the case, sure, they still accomplish the goal. Yeah. Um, One thing I forgot to mention when you were talking about the the saber battle between uh, Kylo Ren and Finn is I loved actually seeing the hilt of the lightsaber being used. God, everybody just stopped bitching really quick yes, about that yes, cross they guard. Did. Yeah, they but did. it actually dug into his shoulder. Really but now cool. back to yeah, it. Yeah. Super cool. So now so, we get to... I just remembered it. Oh, Jeff. Oh, my little side note, too, is I love the uh, usage of the star maps in that, because it just reminded me of KOTOR a lot. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It did remind me a lot of Nice World Public. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we obviously go to the Rey finding the Jedi Temple. We now have our split cast mm-hmm. on what we're looking at for episode 8 so we've got Leia the Resistance 
Nia Nub, Finn Poe, and Akbar and uh, Wexley, which was uh, which gives the chance of the budding relationship between true. Finn and Poe <laughs> because Ray is removed from the scene. Exactly, <laughs> and they got and they also have BB-8, right. and then which is uh, which is nice. The they have destroyed. Yeah, they have BB-8, and they have three PO. So they have a really interesting cast that'll still be fun to watch. Oh yeah. And meanwhile, we have R two, Chewie, and Ray teaming up with Luke. So I think it's going to be really fun when we hit episode eight that we have such a very interesting, unique group on each mm-hmm. side. I am of the opinion that episode eight is going to blow this movie out of the water. Probably. I do too. I hope so. Most likely. Now, do we think that there's a chance that Luke is is waiting for Ray or yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. okay. So we all think that, that he's out. Very much that way. But I, you I never see him they... accept the saber. Like that's just where they leave it. So I, that was a there was a lot of emotion going on in that. Something. Which, yeah. by the way, is Campbell's one of the most. Was perfect. Which, by the yes. way, that is one of the most beautiful shots of that movie. Holy oh yeah, is gorgeous. that yes. ending shot? Unless you see it in three D. Oh, <laughs> oh really? I watched it in three D last night. Oh, yeah. Really? Um, the hand I, is out of focus and her face is in focus, and all you see is the out of focus hand in the front oh, of the screen, God. so you can actually see the look so on her face. Actually, I, yeah. Um. I didn't notice that. But, but okay. I liked when, when we got to see Hamill turn around as Luke for the first time, there was a lot going on in his face. It was like a face of shock, a face of doubt, worry, all this stuff. It was it was very interesting. And that's what made me think. Is is, is he there waiting to accept Ray, or is he unsure as to what's going to happen? It kind of with felt, I think he was there. Un, I think he was unhappy with the inevitability. Yes. And that's what it felt like. Like he knew it was coming and was yeah. hoping it felt like his whole idea of putting the plans in R two that was the worst case scenario, like break glass for Jedi kind of thing. Break yeah, his that's fetch lightsaber for his Jedi. piece. Right. His piece is done. Yeah. He and isolated himself. His piece is over. Shit's about to get. Me. But I mean, uh, it also begs the question that if if Ray really is his daughter, was his daughter the person he was expecting to see? Yes, yes and no. I don't think he was expecting to see Ray. Coming, basically just coming from a fight where, and this is going back to the fight, where Rage pretty much sustained her in that fight. Ooh. No, no. no. it didn't. Because she calms her cal- down. Her calm saved her in that yeah. fight. Yeah. She yeah. does get a little rage. They made a point for her to take the moment and calm, and calm, calm, down. And calm herself. Yeah. Like she was going yes. on pure rage and then stopped yes. and Lucy connected with the force. Luke has been keeping track of what's been going on. He felt a whole bunch of people just die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, he felt that. And then he uh, you would feel Han die. You would feel Han die, which goes he back to Empire Strikes Back. Or maybe it's that question of what he did back on Empire. If that was actually a connection and correlation of Luke's decisions back on Empire, of him leaving to his destiny, if that caused this future, because you know the Luke that we're going to see is a lot of doubt. Look, mm-hmm. I, I, I would have been happy. I, I would have been absolutely happy if, if, if Luke said one word and, and just that recognition of, of Ray. Just him and, just saying Ray. Yeah, yeah. Just would have been one, perfect. One, one, one word, not doesn't give you any more information other than that he knows who she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I disagree. I like that he didn't talk. I, yeah. I think any well, word he could have said wouldn't have really... That picture... I don't up. think it was necessary. I wanted to hear what you have to think, because I know you said I you think really he had did the, not know the it. facial acting range to pull it off and make it really Fesh, hit hard. Fesh, I know you're so good. Yeah. Fesh, I know you said you did not like that end shot. Uh, I don't know if it's not that I didn't like it. It just, uh, it, it felt a little forced. Uh-huh. It was moving. No, there's no pun intended. It, it was just. I know, but it's there. 
But I then think again, they should have just left the whole finding Luke off for the beginning of the next one. Well, that's and the hook. To hyperspace and then been. Yeah, but that that was the hook. That the hook was, you know, the hook would have been a jump to hyperspace like it was in the Empire Strikes Back. Deep, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't. Hmm. No, I, I liked I liked the way it ended. I, okay. I was very happy. They 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 couldn't. They could not show him. Yeah. They, uh, He's what, too for important. Two, for two reasons. One, one you knew he was in it, <laughs> and and the other reason being being hey. that hey, they could have could have thrown us for a loop. He turned around. He was good old Billy D, and he's just got to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's holding the Colt forty five. <laughs> I cannot wait hey, for really, Billy D. Let's see you on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> but no, in, no, when no, in, no. when episode eight starts and. You know, the Star Wars hits and the, the words come scrolling up. The first four words could be Luke Skywalker has been found. Going yeah. back to... It's five. Still. <laughs> you know what I mean, Fetch. <laughs> Sorry. But Go to these movies to watch, not to count. No. Does it pick up right after, you know, she hands him the lightsaber? Or is does it going to not be... accept the lightsaber? Uh, I, think... I got to feel like it's got it's got to pick up. I would think right. it has to pick up it's right there. No. All right, kids. So then you we, don't need an open we got scroll. we have eight minutes left. It's okay. gonna it's gonna pick up with her midway through her training with with Luke. I think. All right, it's the only. Way so real quick, let's go around around the table real quick. I want everybody's quick, very fast thoughts on what they want to see from the rest of this. From eight and nine, or just eight, um, just try to do it as fast as you can, so we can get all around and then close all this out. Uh, Lucci, let's start with you. Uh, I I don't want to see a damn thing. Um, <laughs> to to the point where I I'm just really looking forward to where where they where they go from here, and yeah. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not holding any expectations for it, which is great. I think it's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is. That's All right, true. just 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 a real quick thought. <laughs> I think Finn's going to take Han's place as pilot of the Millennium Falcon because I think Ray is going to be too busy with training now. She's going to be too busy on the track of the Jedi. No, I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. I, I take my entire thing back. Yes. He will be with Poe. <laughs> yes. Poe. Poe could train Finn. I think Poe will. Only I don't if they get into a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. I think. I think. I think we're gonna see use those nooks and crannies of the Falcon for the right use. I think we're gonna see Finn shift into Han, Han's place. That, that's my that's my opinion. That's all right, my so thought. so so there is all right. There's one thing, and 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 that one thing is I do want Lando to come back and t- try to take the Falcon back from Ray. Like oh. I really, <laughs> I from really no <laughs> no, I, right. no from Ray. <laughs> what do you want to see? Actually. I okay. went into this one with no expectations, and I was completely blown away and happy. I okay. want to do the same thing. Bill, Ben Solo's redemption by the end of the movies. Right, um, by by nine, not eight. By nine, yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. by nine. Mm. Um, I, as much as I love Mark Hamill, I would like to see him as more of a secondary role rather than a main role. I don't want to see him take on as big of a role as Han did in this one. I'd rather agree. see him almost like the Mick to Rocky, with Ray being the main focus. Well, that is what Mark Hamill has been saying all along. Is he's really looking to take a backseat? Yeah, and and that's what I'd like to see. I want to see them. I want to see them focus more on the new cast than mm-hmm. um, than w- what they did. Because Han did have a, very, a rather large role, but yeah. understandably with his fate. Fish. So, yeah. uh, I'd like to see Mark Hamill in his stormtrooper armor again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Right. If we're gonna do throwbacks, why not do full throwbacks? Um, I would like to see Ben Solo redeemed and help defeat Plagueis. Ah, something about that earlier. Um, Justification. Uh, 
You mean I, Boba I Fett. Actually, Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. <laughs> I would like to see Boba Fett come back and be disappointed that he can't shoot Han Solo. <laughs> um, That's true. Let's see. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that I want to see, but I know that half of them won't happen unless I get selected as part of the writing staff. Right. Um, Could happen. So, Disney, if you're paying attention, please. I think all I, all I really want to see out of this is I want to see the new characters keep the spotlight. Yeah, yes. uh, I think we all they agree will. out of this one. Um, we really, it was really amazing. I'm really happy they didn't even kind of like lean back on like people like three PO uh, and R two. I uh, the fact that they gave us a lot of BB eight and kind of made him front and center, and they made him function so well mm. uh, was awesome. Um, I would like to see the new directors not lean back into heavy CG use and go with a- what Abrams did mm-hmm. and stay with a good creature creation shop and. Give us this perfect blend. I don't think we've ever seen a blend of CG and puppetry ever this good uh, in a film. It was hard to find the line sometimes. Moss was the only one who was a little bit out. That was the only one. Everything else And Snoke, when we saw Snoke. Yeah. Uh, even his face. That was a hologram. But I mean, it was was so hard to find those moments. And it never took you out of the film. Um, And if I had my hopes, I would love to see Snoke and Ben. Versus Luke and Ray, at the uh, at some point in time, hmm. um, I would love to see that. So a mirror of episode three, a mirror kind of of episode three, where it's it's four of them going at it, and you end with two. Okay. Um, I would really like to see it where it's just Ben and Ray by the end, and that's all you have to deal with. Uh, and I also, but I really kind of there's a big part of me though too. I don't want to see any old characters die off anymore. I'd rather them just fade into the background. Um, I think losing Han was good, but I think if you keep putting moments where you're just wiping out other old cast members, it's kind of like pushing too much on the idea of it's because we lost a character, an old character that we love. I think everybody but Luke is safe. Yes. I mean, I can see that. And I can see like yeah. the death of Leia, though, and somebody like Chewie is not going to have as much impact. But I don't think they're going to lose somebody like Chewie or... or uh, no, because I think Han's death was very important to the progression of, it was. of, was the of Ben. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everybody else feels like there's no reason to do it. Like, we got our gut punch in this one. There's no reason to constantly keep doing it. I think they should yeah. bring back another hut just so they can do- blow him up again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. And I, I, think I think they should bring back another hut just so we can see Ray in a bikini. <laughs> Sorry, that was the chauvinistic part of it. I would also do yeah, like they probably do. If we could too, be a girl. <laughs> I know we want to. He's the love interest sidekick. Well, that it's famous. Come save him. <laughs> I maybe I'm also on my own on this one, but uh, some sort of elaborate. The one man. other background character I'd love to see. I just want to see Daniel Lawson show up. I want to see Wedge as an old old pilot that's training people for the resistance. I think that'd be amazing. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, I think we all agree, though, Force Awakens was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fading the Star Wars Yay. movies is definitely back. Uh, we got everybody else's rating on the Star Wars movies we're doing out of out of 10 maximum BB-8s. How many BB-8s would you guys <laughs> uh, Ben gave it how many BB-8s? Uh, I gave it a solid 10. You got a 10 yeah. out of 10 BB-8s. Rash gave it 8, eight out, out of 10, 10. BB-8s. Cat gave it 10 out of 10 10 BB-8s. Nine BB-8s with another BB-8 head, so nine and a half. Nine and a half. I gave it. I gave it an eight point five out of ten. So how about you guys? Where do you guys stand? I mean, I was going to use the the torso. I would, <laughs> but uh, I, it, it's eight BB-8s and a ball. <laughs> so eight and a half. Eight and a half. You're right with I'm, me. I'm actually going to go kind of low. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say a seven because. Uh, 
it is a good, it's a great movie. It does not fit into my top three. Hmm. Does it fit in your top four? Maybe I haven't decided yet. That's fair. Okay, that's fair enough. Time to think on that. All right. Well, everybody, thank you again so much for sticking around with us tonight. Uh, for listening to for one episode twenty three. And then, again, our Force Awakens spoiler cast. Uh, and, again, if you're hearing just the spoiler cast, again, thank you for listening. Please also check out episode 23, because I'd be a dick if I didn't bring it up. Um, <laughs> but, anyway, you will find us again next month in January with episode 24, where we've got a couple interesting things coming up. Keep your eye out, too, for me and Ben. We're going to be probably launching our DC TV podcast probably in January. Um, so. so keep your eyes out for that, where we'll definitely be digging heavily, heavily into DC's Legends of Tomorrow and uh, we really are excited for next Christmas when we get to talk to you guys about Star Wars Rogue One. Which and is supposed to be about the people stealing the plans for the first Death Star. All and many Bothans died. Yeah, I was no, say no, many. that's the second Death Star. <laughs> no, it was the first one. It was the first one. No. Yes. <laughs> the second Mon one. brings up many oh, Bothans died during us these... the Jedi. Why are we trying to argue with Fish? Yeah, that's a really yeah, bad Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Am I right? Oh, yeah, it you is. are right. God damn it. <laughs> and with I, that I notice, I want to watch them stew. Because <laughs> Mon Mothma John John was only in Jedi. Yep. God damn it. No, this is the, the Rebels. Yeah, it is. I, I, I should have known better, and I fell into that trap. <laughs> it is a trap. There are no Bothans in the screens that I've seen That's before a drop. movie. But anyway, again, thank you guys. Uh, and again, you can find Ben at... Uh, you, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline or www.nextlevelradioonline.com. Lucci. Uh, you can find me at Lucci Dono everywhere, including Twitch. Everywhere. Fesh. You can find me at my home most afternoons. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> You don't Kathy enjoy Drew. dinner. <laughs> Kathy Crew and your Catherine McIntyre are... Uh, I know, okay, McIntyre are... Where can people find your books? Catherine McIntyre. Yeah. Catherine Amazon. McIntyre. <laughs> okay. Amazon, anywhere. Yeah. Bill. Fesh uh, for dropping Bill shit. Bash. Bill. I'm on the caffeine crew. Caffeine crew. <laughs> if you find me, I will be impressed and will teach you the ways of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and I am again Rob. And don't forget, probably in April, uh, at Fan Focus Con, uh, con I believe Star Ben, Ben, myself, Fish... Uh, I believe. I think, who else? I think, Fesh? It, was, I think it was an EJ. But I'm starting to rethink that with that man's knowledge because it's um, scary. But Fesh and potentially EJ from the Chaotic Neutral podcast, possibly uh, our friend Chris Mannix from Nerdbase. We're going to be sitting down and attempting to rank the Star Wars saga from episodes one through seven in two hours. And, and five it, is, I'm pretty sure, everybody's number one. Is it a two-hour panel? <laughs> we have up to two hours if we need it, and we have the use of video screens for whatever I'll we like. I'll fill two hours, don't worry. Because <laughs> I, I did do a Star Wars panel at Wizard World this year, and it was I only know. 40 minutes. So I Well, mean, I think we're going to get up to two hours. And that wasn't enough time. And I did, I did promise them, if we have time, which I doubt we will, we're going to cover Battle of Endor, uh, battle, uh, 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 sorry, Caravan of Courage, Battle for Endor, Ewoks, Droids... <laughs> Clone um, Wars animated, Clone Wars micro series, and the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh God, Rebels, Rebels. And, Rebels. and Rebels, and Rebels. I can't forget Rebels. It's no. so good. We have a lot right? to watch between now and April. They step it up for season two. Seriously. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again. Oh, next I have a trailer time. I forgot to bring up. Oh, oh God, damn it! Shut up. <laughs> good night. <laughs>